Alright, welcome back to Two Mooks and a Mic. This is your host Chris and co-host John. What's up everybody? And it looks like we have a guest today. He just kind of appeared off the streets. Without further ado, welcome Devin. Hi, nice to be here. I'm glad you guys had me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Devin's first time. He was you listened to you were you recently just came back from a trip in Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. You listened to the first episode in the airport? Of course I did. As soon as it came up, I had to listen to it. I couldn't let it go unseen. Oh, yeah. Good shit. Oh, yeah. Well, how was that Vegas trip? It was it was a little hectic. I won't <laughs> lie. There was, there was a lot that went on. Dude, tell what the hell happened. So, you know, obviously it's Vegas, and anything you can think of is pretty much legal down there. They have, you know, cannabis stores every corner. They got, like, something every 500 feet, whether it be... An open bar, a daiquiri station, like whatever. So the entire time you're on the strip, you're just surrounded by these people who are drinking and smoking constantly. So everyone's doing dumb shit. Of course. And like the whole time I was there, I won't lie to you, I saw one police officer, and that was when it, when I went to an NHL game, and they were directing traffic. That was the only time I saw Jeez. police the entire time I was in Vegas. Like they just give up at that point. Mm-hmm. They, so many people doing so much shit, they're just like, what's the point? They have a community center that you're supposed to go to, like when you need help from a police officer. It's on the strip. It closes at 8 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are you serious? I was like, I feel like that's when we would need somebody. So after 8, it's just a free-for-all? <laughs> Pretty much. Like, literally after 8 o'clock, they start handing out, like, all of the shit that you're not supposed to see. There's, like, people walking around selling joints out of their hands. There's people that are, like, giving out business cards for things that you really shouldn't be giving out business cards for. Mm. There's, there's all sorts of stuff. Wow. So what, uh... You get up to any shenanigans when you were down in Vegas there? I mean, I know what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, but it's a podcast. Let's hear some of it. Come on. Got, so, so you got to have at least one one really good story that you're ready to share. One real good one. Um, so I think my favorite story from Vegas, well, I have two of them that I really like, but also, I'll tell you one. Um, I went to, when I was down there, they had a, so Vegas's NHL team is the Knights, and they were playing the Bruins, and I've been a Bruins fan my whole life, so obviously I had to go, right? And I get there, and I get in the stadium, and it's, I shit you not, like, literally 90, 80% all Bruins fans. There was, like, no Knights fans in there at all. This is their home turf. Everyone was pissed. Oh, my God. So we finally, we go to leave, right? And the game's over. We won 4-2. to two. One of our, oh, actually, no, we won five to two. Our players got one, one of them got a hat trick, and then we went to go leave. And, you know, if anyone has ever been to a Bruins game, you know, after they win, they make some stupid noises, some stupid chants. Um, one of them is this, where everyone just goes, woo, and they keep going over and over and over. And as I was leaving, we went at the side entrance. Walking past all these people, there was four fights that broke out. Four, four fights. And they had all the police that were directing traffic pulled off of the street to break up these fights and start bringing people away. And then me and my uncle just start leaving. We're walking away. And this Knights fan walks past us and he says something to my uncle. My uncle just keeps walking, trying to annoy, trying to annoy. This guy's just following us. All of a sudden, a random Bruins fan just grabs the guy by the shirt and fucking tosses him. And we just go and we leave. And we're like, nope, we're not taking any part of this. This isn't happening. We're just going. Oh, my God. Yeah, little to say they were a little pissed they lost on their home turf. Yeah, yeah clearly. I mean, Jeez, as they bro. should be, but go Boston. I mean, that's just what happens, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, damn. Well, Devin, you are new to the podcast. Um, at this point, we have only posted one of them, um, the very first episode, and we have recorded 
one other, right? Yeah. We can say this, one and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a little trial. There was a scrap that we, you know, kind of forgot about. We may release it down the road, but... Um, had the two mooks and one mic, the blooper section. By yep. the time <laughs> yep. this episode airs, we'll have probably put out, I believe, two others. Yeah. Maybe Which might be the three. fourth or fifth, yeah. or maybe third. Who knows? Whatever. So, in a nutshell, you are new to the podcast, and you are new to some, if not most, of these listeners. So why don't you tell us about yourself, Devin? What is there to know about Devin? Uh, you know, uh, if we wanted to talk about it, I mean, just some basic stuff about me. Sure, yeah. All right, well, you know, obviously you can't see me. I'm 19 years old. Uh, I'm in school for electrical technologies. Uh, it's basically just a fancy word for an electrician. Um... I work at Parkland Medical Center. I work down there with uh, psychiatric patients, uh, help them find placement, things like that. Um, you know, I'm I'm pretty busy mostly with school and work, but other than that, I really like you know basic stuff like music, movies. Those are my true hobbies. Hanging out with yeah. friends. Hanging yeah. out with friends anytime I get available. Hell yeah, this is the best spot to do it. You know, absolutely. I wouldn't change anything. Hell yeah. So you work down at uh, Parkland Medical Center, which is a Hospital, yeah. So what you call it? What do you call it exactly? What what is the name? What is it like? Because I, when I go to work, I see um, they got this board with like a bunch of information posted, mm-hmm. and they have a list of um, kind of urgent care centers and hospitals and ERs and things that we can like go to if we need medical attention. And Parkland is listed there. It's just listed as Parkland Medical Center. So what is it? I guess classified as. So. It's kind of hard. I forget exactly what we're classified as, but basically we're a hospital that deals in a lot of different things. So we have an ER, we have a behavioral health unit, which is like a psychiatric unit, and then we also have um, intermediate care and intensive care. Mm -hmm. So basically what our hospital does is we have people that come in for either psychiatric or medical issues, and then after that they can get diverged into different places. Okay. Uh, we also have an OR there, so if we have to do surgeries or anything like that, like we have that to be taken care of. Um, what is an OR? So an operating it, room? Yeah, it's okay. an operating room. Um, it's like a whole unit that they have there. They have three operating rooms, three surgeons. They have all sorts of stuff. Like, if you were to go there for our ER, pretty much any issue that you would have other than labor and delivery, we'd be able to help you. Sweet. So you don't do births and things like that? Uh, we used to, but... Um, because the number of people coming in that were actually like giving birth was so low, they got rid of our unit and they just turned it into a uh, med surge unit, which is kind of like intermediate care or like healing from a surgery care. Okay, interesting. Very good, very good. What do you like? What do you like most about your job? Uh, what I like most is so it's actually funny. The thing I like most about my job is also the thing I least like about my job is the psych patients and like actually being able to help them and like get them through a tough spot in their life, whether that be somebody that's older than me, somebody that's younger than me. Um, surprisingly, I deal with like a lot of kids and usually when they come in, they have me go in the rooms just because I'm closer to them in age. So it's easier for them to like relate to me than it is some like 30 year old going in there that has no idea what they're talking about. Makes sense. So it's definitely sad hearing all those stories and like trying to help these people through a difficult time, but it's also very rewarding when I'm able to do that. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's a it's a pretty commendable job that you do there, and that's it's, for sure. uh, it's you know pretty proud of you, man. That's a pretty awesome job. Yeah, I try my best. You know, got to do what you got to do to pay the bills. <laughs> so how many how many hours a week do you work? So it really depends. Uh, sometimes they need me to door. Uh, 
sometimes they need me to do more sometimes they need me to do less um but usually it's around 35 40. Okay. got a full load how do you fit in school and shit like that um i don't sleep no, no, me too and i nearly don't have enough load as you so I commend you for that. Good job, buddy. It is definitely not easy, and I need a lot of help doing it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing I can say, though, is... Uh, so, I go to MCC, mm-hmm. and they definitely help a lot with, like, my work schedule. Like, a lot of my teachers down there are very uh, flexible. Yeah. So, even if, like, things are, like, a day late or something like that, usually it'll be like, hey, like, I had to work till midnight last night. Like, I'm really sorry. I tried to post it, but I couldn't. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, that's fine. As long as it's not more than a day late, they usually yeah. accept it. Yeah. I, I feel like MCC at all places is very good with um, kind of being flexible with, like, the working students, too. Mm-hmm. More like a local Shit. school is good because yeah. they kind of understand. Yeah, plus going to, because uh, MCC is a community college, mm-hmm. it helps because they, um, everything's a lot cheaper. Yeah. So I can get all of my courses out of the way for a lot less money than to say I was going to go to like a trade school. That's for sure. Mm. That is for fucking sure. So you work a lot of hours. Yeah. In a nutshell. And I know you're saving a lot, uh, saving up a lot of money because you want to get a new car and you want to move out. So, you've mentioned earlier that you were, uh, before we started recording, we were chatting, um, I know you said you were looking at uh, specifically one car that was kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> I like it a lot, and I know it's kind of a, <clears throat> a reach for a car, you know, because it'd be a lot to keep up, but uh, why don't you share a little bit about the car that you've been yeah. thinking about? Yeah, so I was looking around, and I was looking at a lot of different cars, I'll be honest, but one of them that really stood out to me, uh, mostly because I thought it would be wicked fun, is a 2010 BMW. Uh, It had a complete interior makeover. It had a sound system put in. It had a subwoofer put in. It has, you know, everything that you could wish for when you want to listen to music. Mm -hmm. And the price just was unbeatable. And everybody knows the best part about a car is being able to blast the music in there. Absolutely. Driving alone or with friends. I don't care how fast I go. I don't care how I drive. I don't care what happens. If I can listen to music, that's all I need. Exactly. And it's a fucking Beamer. It is. You pull up in a Beamer (laughs) anywhere, it's going to give you a little bit more respect because Mm -hmm. of it, you know. It's going to be fucking sick. I don't I mean... Plus, it only had 50,000 miles on it. The guy the guy just came from, like, I forget where he said. It was, like, California or something like that. Ooh. One of those areas down there. It sat in, it was a joyride car. It sat in his garage the entire time. He oh. took it out when he wanted to have fun. And now he's just looking to get rid of it, looking to make some fast cash. And I was mm. like, that sounds like a pretty good deal yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The undercarriage must be looking pretty good. The underside, because yeah, he posted no a bunch. salt, no snow, any he, of that shit. He posted all sorts of photos. There's little to no rust, oh, and that's something man. you don't see down here. Not around here, around here, not dude. where we live, man. Nope. No, not at all. Bit. I was looking at cars a while ago, and just around here, it's terrible. It's just like they look like a uh, Swiss cheese. They have all holes and shit under mm-hmm. them. If they're like under ten years old, it's just it's a no go. It's it. A, a lot of things to do with that, too, is, like, so many people skip the, the undercarriage wash when you oh, go through yeah. a car wash because people are like, oh, that's a waste of money. Yeah. It, it's a waste of money if you're in, like, California, but here where there's so much salt, it's, like, necessary. Yeah. You're going to rust the sh- shit out of your car. Yeah. So you spend a lot of your time working because mm-hmm. you're saving up money for that, for moving out, all those sorts of things. I know 
For our listeners, Devin and myself have been friends for quite a long time now. Brothers, if you will. We're looking to move out together and get a place. Uh, we've been looking around some areas in New Hampshire here, trying to find something cheap but livable, you know, something that would be rather nice, a cool place to bring people back to. So you're spending a lot of time working, as I am as well. So when you're free time, you know, you you know, you know, fuck around, you hang out with friends and shit like that, but what, what would you say is a favorite hobby of yours, something you like to do often that, you know, kind of brings you some peace of mind when you're not... Because most of your time is working, so any free time you get, something you could do by yourself that you enjoy, a hobby, a solo hobby, you know? I think for me, my favorite, like, solo hobby is uh, I do a lot of drawing, mm. and I have, I finally have a setup where I'm comfortable at my house, so I bought a new desk, it's got all these shelves and everything that I can put my stuff on, um, I have a light board set up so I can do all my tracing, I can do all my waterworks, I can do... Uh, watercolors. I, I just got into like watercolors and painting too because that mm. sounded really fun to me, so I wanted to try it. Yeah. Um, but pretty much anything that I can do that's art related. I've tried almost everything. I've done shoe customizations. I've done uh, painting. I've done graphite. I've done charcoal, pastels. It's just something that brings me a lot of joy, so I try everything that I can get my hands on. You've done much. anything computer related? Um... Not in recent years, but when I was younger and I went to the Boys and Girls Club, I did a lot with uh, Photoshop and I did a lot with GarageBand. So I made, mm. I made like complete albums. I would make movie posters with soundtracks. They used to have a competition. Yeah, oh, when man. people think about art, they don't, they don't, you know, a lot of people think about paintings and shit like that. They don't think that because music is art, man. Mm-hmm. Music, film, all that shit is art. Art is That's for sure. art to me is any form of creative expression. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be like, oh, I draw, I'm an artist, or oh, I paint, I'm an artist. If you're a musician, you're an artist. If you dance, you're an artist. If you, if you truly believe that you like to work on cars and do things to perfection and to show yourself and show your work, I feel like that's still an art form. Fucking beatboxing, exactly. Art, you know, anything. Like I said, any magic form of self expression. Like people are going to American Idol and they, you know, do magic tricks with people, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Anything is art. Exactly. Cool, man. So again, most of our listeners don't know you, so we're going to run through some basic questions here, because this is our first, with our podcast, we like Interview. to do, yeah, we, we're going to be, our plan is to do some, you know, chat and shit episodes, and then some where we do a deep dive into one of our guests and kind of explore what what makes them them. So in this episode, obviously, it's what makes Devin Devin, so we're going to go through some of the more basic things, as I said, so to start us off, what would you say is your favorite not one of your favorites, but your favorite movie. Oh, you know this already. Pulp Fiction. Why? Hands down. That's a classic. I, so, overall, I love Quentin Tarantino movies in general. Mm. I like the, the way that it flows. I like the jumping back and forth. I like how it all starts to come together at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Pulp Fiction, for me, was like the... <laughs> yeah. Was the perfect combination of that Quentin Tarantino vibe, as well as, like, a comedy with action. Yeah. Like, one minute you see some guys getting his head blown off in the backseat, and the next they're doing a stupid dance. And that- the thing with him, too, is his movies are like a like a painting. Like, every little aspect of that movie is what makes it, like, the, like the, the choice of music. Like, not the actual original score for the movie, but... No, but the choice of music itself. Yeah. Like he brings back all of these old songs yeah. that people loved, and it's now they're awesome. getting reintroduced Like, to. his most recent one, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Amazing movie. Incredible. You've seen... What what Quentin, what Quentin Tarantino movies have you seen, Chris? Fuck. Uh, 
Pulp Fiction and Kill Bill, pretty much. I said, Kill, oh, did you Kill see Bill both of those, or just the first just one? The first one. Oh man, I got a I got a massive movie collection in this room, do. and there's a box down there that's all of Quentin Tarantino's films, really? from Death Proof to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Death Proof is such a good movie. Death Proof. Um, for you, Chris, I think that the next Quentin Tarantino movie you should watch is Kill Bill Two, mm. Volume Two. But mm. after that, highly underrated Tarantino movie is Death Proof. It's about a well, it's about a serial killer who kills women in his car. He's a stunt driver, and they in in the film industry they made vehicles for movies. You know when they do action course, scenes yeah. and stunt work and stuff. And they would do this thing where they called it was it was it was called death proofing a car. Mm-hmm. So if they had to drive a car really fast, if it were to go off the road, or if it was made to get into an accident, they would death proof it so the driver wouldn't get injured. Okay. So this in this movie, the driver who is the killer mm-hmm. is a stunt driver and for movies and stuff. And his section of the car, the driver's seat is death proof, but the passenger seat isn't. isn't. So he puts a woman in the car. I don't. Uh, you have to watch the movie to find out why it's particularly women. But sure. he he just kills them that way. Like the the opening scene in the movie, the first kill, he's driving this woman in his car, and he like keeps hitting the brakes, so she's slamming her head everywhere. <clears throat> it's like as you can expect from a Tarantino movie. It's obscenely gory. Yeah, you know, but it is a really unique movie. Like, I bet when you heard the title Death Proof, you didn't think it'd be about a stunt driver serial killer. Not you know? at all, no. And that's what makes Tarantino movies so cool, is that he's always got these unique ideas. Like, The Hateful Eight. You've seen that one, right, Devin? That was definitely a good movie, and that was such a good, like, concept to, yeah. like... Eight men stuck in a cabin, murder mystery type movie, you know. It wasn't exactly a murder mystery, but it was... Oh, incredible movie. Tarantino, hands down, greatest director, in my opinion. One of the greatest. Not the greatest, but... No, definitely one of, though. I respect the Quentin Tarantino choice there for a favorite movie. Yeah. I like that a lot. So, And we were talking about arts and how you, everything can be considered art, you know, that is a form of expression from music and movies and those sorts of things. So who is a musical artist that you've been listening to a lot recently and why? Uh, it's hard to come up with one like on the spot but I think that I would have to go with uh, it's this artist called Arden capital A-R-D-N um, it's a very alternative alternative rap kind of genre okay. um, I really like it one because it's different from a lot of things that I listen to and it's also something where I get that kind of you know rap vibe where I can, you know, vibe with it and, like, I can sing along with it and it's not too difficult. Mm. But at the same time, I get this great form of, like, creative expression. Yeah. Where the instrumental is just absolutely crazy and the way that he flows over it is just almost seamless. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, one of the songs that I've really been stuck on is, there's two of them, actually. It's one called Goals, which I showed Chris the other night. Um, and then the other one is, it's called... Oh, what is it? Goodwill Forever. Mm-hmm. And that one is more um, more emotional than Goals is. Goals is more, you know, upbeat, and that one kind of gets you more in your feels. See, I think alt-rap as a whole is a really cool genre. Because a lot of people like hip-hop and rap and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And when they think of alternatives, they think of, you know, artists like Glass Animals or 
1975 or, you know, uh, Harry Styles, things mm. like that, you know, more poppy alternative type of music. And alt-rap is such a cool genre because it mixes some of the greatest aspects of rap, which are the, obviously, the instrumentals and the flow of the rappers on it and, you know, their, you know, their, the way they spit, you know, the, so their bars, if you will, you yeah. know, and also some of the greatest aspects of alternative, which are, like, you know, with alternative music, it usually throws something at you that you're not used to hearing. At least for an, for someone who predominantly listens to a different genre of music, like rap or something like that, mm -hmm. listening to alternative is just basically, in essence, it's an alternative type of music to listen to. And it's pretty cool. Alt-rap is a really cool genre. I also really enjoy alt, uh, alternative rap, or alt-rap, whatever you want to call it, um, because it kind of opens the gateway for a lot of people, because a lot of people are very much like set in their ways, where it's like, I listen to rap, I don't listen to anything else. Mm -hmm. But if I can kind of build you that bridge, you know what I mean? Listen to I rap. start getting you into alternative rap, and then I can start getting you into like alternative music, and mm -hmm. then after that you can branch out and keep going further. Because one of the, the saddest things for me is people that are so stuck in their ways. I'm oh, like, yeah. I wish everybody sure. could just listen to all genres. Because in every genre, you'll find somebody you like. I can guarantee you that. Every genre of music, there's at least one artist that you will like. And I just wish people would go out and look. Yeah. I think I think my favorite genre of music is probably alternative as well. Like I Just regular alternative music. You know, I, I think there's something that's so... Like, most alt songs have, like, such a happy sound to it, you know, and such mm. a peaceful type of vibe, especially for, like, like if I'm listening, if I'm making a summer playlist, songs I just want to listen to in the summer with the windows down, most of it's going to be alternative music, because you've got such a nice mm. vibe there that a lot of people, like you said, aren't used to listening to, and it can be really good. A lot of people that I know, like like Chris, I've played some alternative songs even for Chris and, and Sean and them, and, and they like it, you know. It's not. It doesn't have to just be rap. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, let's let's segue into the next one. Um, this one's gonna be my take, and um, I was gonna say, uh, what's your favorite video game, my friend? My favorite video game. Is that I feel like personally that shows a lot about a person about what their favorite video game is. So as of right now, I gotta say my favorite video game. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get a little nerdy here for a second. True. Is Devil May Cry 5. Ooh. Devil May Cry 5 is a slasher game. It's all about combos. It's all about making sure that you get everything timed perfectly. Um, it's one of those games that I've played seven times. Oh, I've beat man. it seven times. Jeez, I'm crow. Yeah. How many uh, hours of gameplay do you think you've put into this, this video game? At the moment, probably close to like 100 hours. Oh, games man. take so much longer than sitting down watching a movie. You watch a movie, it's two hours long play a game you gotta make it to complete the game 100% completion it's like 10 hours oh yeah you know that's ridiculous and that's like a short game that's just, exactly that's like the Arkham game yeah. which are my personal favorite games of course but those are amazing course. games too like I the Arkham games are great um all of the uh what are they like the uh like the Walking Dead and yeah, um, the, the Batman game. Yeah, Telltale games. Yeah. That's what it's called. Those are good. Those, Those are, are really like good. Like Batman, itself. the Enemy Within. Yeah. Exactly. Those Oof. are awesome. Like the being able to like actually control the story is yes. so interesting yeah. to me. Yes. 
Those are very. It's like those books you get at the fucking book fair. Remember the book fair? Yeah, like the middle school, the I survived books. Yes, or the adventure do, books. Yeah, like if you if you choose this, go to page fifty-seven. If you choose this, go to page sixty-eight. And I'm like flipping through. I'm like, did it live? Oh shit! I made the wrong choice. Go back. Go back. Go back. The, like like the the Titanic one, and it was like, yeah, it's awesome, man. Those are classics. Awesome. What did what did you get at the book fair? Like when you, because when I when I went, they would roll these little like bookshelves. I guess they're like the metal ones, and they put them in the hallway, like right in front of the gym. Mm-hmm. That's and what I, I would do. I would always grab those drumstick pencils, and bang them on the wall. You grab Dude, I was always focused on the posters. Really, I got the posters were so, so cool. cool. See, I never got to get the posters because I I remember one year I spent all of my money on a poster. <laughs> and I came home. All the money your mom gave <laughs> you to go to the book fair. My mom, I come home and she goes, "Oh, what'd you get at the book fair? Oh, I got a poster." She literally took the thing in front of me, ripped it. Said, "I fucking hate posters." What? I was like, I was like "Oh, whatever." Jeez. But other than that, I used to always get the, the culture. Uh, exactly. Where's I, the culture? I used to really like the. Uh, the rubber pencils. Yes. <laughs> you would like yeah. write with them and they're all flimsy and then you could spin them around real fast. Mm-hmm. Those are classic. I never understood how those things fucking wrote. Because you think of like a regular pencil, stiff wood and lead inside of it. And I'd be like, how does this thing fucking work? I have no <laughs> idea. I have no I idea. Did this thing. I have no fucking idea. I, I don't know what was in there. It couldn't have been graphite. Graphite would have just snapped into a million pieces. Because they would write differently, too. The yeah, they were like... It's almost like you were writing with a crayon. Yeah, like yeah. a pastel type. Yeah. yeah. Jeez, the fucking book fair, man. Definitely at work, writing with different pieces of writing utensils. I've been very picky about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. After Chris, I got to middle school, I was very picky about what yeah, I had. Oh, yeah. Chris and I oh, work yeah. at the bank, so we got to fill out a lot of papers a lot of the time. And I'm telling you, when you use a shitty pen, it's like, ugh, this ain't fun. This it, it, Using a good pen... Like, the work pen's... Mid. Mid as fuck. The they new got pens, a nice. The new mm, pens are pretty cool. I no like the whole point. recycled aspect of it. I kind of fuck with that. I can give a fuck, honestly. I think, I think it's, it's just neat. a gimmick. I, I think, think it's, it's a gimmick. I am all about, you know, like my the car that I really would like to get for my first car that I purchase on my own mm-hmm. is a Tesla. Tesla. Because I love Full I model. think they're so sleek, they're so clean. Any model, to be honest, as long as it doesn't run on gas. I know that sounds really <laughs> corny to you guys, but. <laughs> I love the idea of being able to charge my car like I charge my phone and not omit all these nasty-ass fucking gases into the air, you know? That's I don't know. Fair. That's just my opinion. Though, that's, you know? No, that's fair. I like a Tesla. They're not, they're not too It'd be bad. pretty cool. Imagine you can, I'm like, guys, I got a new car, and I whip a fucking Tesla up here, like to the upper lot when we hang out. That would be crazy. It'd be like, that's pretty cool, man. I feel like it, our next multi-million with, dollar idea. I'm mm, sorry. With the gas prices yeah. that are going right now, exactly. I would have <laughs> no problem. I'd be like, plug my car in with no regrets. Y'all niggas <laughs> would be like, you'd be like, man, I got to pay 420 for gas. I'd be like, bruh. I just could charge my car at my house. Dude. Facts. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> That's another reason to want a fucking Tesla. Yeah, the gas, gas nowadays. Price. Mm. See, to be honest, I don't know how they charge for for charging up your car, though. I don't know how they, they uh, price that. But either way, I know you can do it from your house. Yeah, there's... Uh, so it's like they can't charge too much. You know? mm-hmm. There's a thing that they put in your... Like, they can put it in your garage, and they hook it up to your meter. So it just adds on to your electric bill. Oh, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, the electric bill will fucking be high as fuck. I know, yeah, but, but you think about all gas. the gas payments you'd be missing Plus, out on. Yeah, I li- yeah. I like things you don't think about is no more oil changes, no more radiator changes, no more uh, mm. transmission fluid. Mm. Um, they have regenerative no braking. Fluid. They have all See, sorts Christy, of stuff. 
we bring a car guy on, now we'll get more ideas yeah, here. Fuck, right? I guess so. Now I thought really it was an idea. Because some of them are like about $38,000, which ain't that much when you think about a new if, car, you know? Plus, if you get a base yeah, model, yes, they can I go suppose. real cheap. Plus, you can get a tax deduction. Mm. How so? Because it's an electric car and it helps with emissions, you get a tax deduction for it. Good. Mm-hmm. They were, to do th- they were doing a big thing in California for a while where you got almost like seven or $8,000 tax deduction just for buying a Tesla. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I guess that's my next car. Fuck. Exactly. If gas keeps going up like this, yeah. I'm getting a Tesla. At the very least, if you got to think about going getting like the a they're going, man, I'm going to need like, I'm going to need a Tesla. I'm going to need a bunch of shit to lower the cost that I'm, I'm forking out so much money weekly because of how much prices for everything are mm-hmm. shooting through the roof. Yeah, dude. It's not just gas. If you buy a water bottle at a gas station, it used to be a buck. Now it's, now like, it's like a buck fifty, dude. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's for 50 cents, but, like, it's a lot of money. That's still a lot. Yeah, I read something uh, not too long ago, too, that they were thinking you should start planning to budget for $5 a gallon of gas. California's already six. I feel bad for the diesel users. everything. Diesel users got it rough right now. Because in Europe, they use, like, pretty much all diesel. The petrol. The petrol, the petrol, petrol station, station pay vehicle with petrol. Ten thousand clams. Clams, <laughs> <laughs> they're racking up the euros. No, what do they use there? They use pence pounds, and pounds, pounds. Jesus. I got a cough, so headphone users beware. I'm gonna hack up a lung real quick. The cigarettes are getting me. <laughs> <coughs> anyway, let's. Uh, what do we got for the next question, there, Chris? Well, this one's kind of uh, kind of tails off the last, not the video game one, but the last one, and it's um, what's your favorite and most listened to genre of the music you enjoy? I gotta say, my low, my most listened to and my most favorite is probably the same as Johnny. It's alternative, mm-hmm. mostly because alternative has such a wide range of things you can listen to it can get sad it can get happy it can get melancholy it it covers almost every vibe you would want to hit so no matter what playlist that i make i usually always can find at least one alternative song that fits that vibe no matter what the vibe is because the genre alternative also encompasses the things like alt rock alt rock alt rap all those sorts of things. You know, mm-hmm. That falls under alternative. So technically, if you're listening to alt rap mm-hmm. or alternative rock, you're it's listening to alternative, alternative music. So, yeah. I mean, you can't really go wrong with alternative as a genre. You know, as a whole. Not at all, mm-hmm. though. Especially for somebody that's in, as indecisive as I am. <laughs> that definitely helps me to have a wide yeah. range. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. All right. What, what is your favorite color? And what does that say about you this one's a little bit of an interesting one so surprisingly i've actually gotten this question quite a few times recently yeah i don't know what it is about recently but i've gotten this question probably six or seven times in the last two weeks it's it's an interesting question question. it kind of makes you think for the first time exactly but then it's the what do you think that means about you that gives it a little bit more of a twist you know like what do you think that that color being your favorite, what does that mean? What does that say to other people about you, your personality, you as a person, you know? Okay. Uh, so, personally, my favorite color, and it's been my favorite color, like, for as long as I can remember, is maroon. I really like that deep, deep red. Okay. Um, for me, 
it kind of like that that color itself is kind of very classy like it makes me it, when I wear something that's maroon I feel more elegant yeah I feel like I'm, I'm more suave like I can walk into a place much more confident than if I was wearing like orange <laughs> if I was <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> but if I walked in some place and I was wearing like an orange t-shirt I'd immediately go to the corner I'd rather go with and take some stuff seriously like fuck. maroon matches with so many colors too like yeah, yeah, man. you can go with like a light wash jeans and a maroon t-shirt still works go with light uh, maroon t-shirt and black jeans it still mm-hmm. works like there's so many different color combinations you can do now what do you think that your favorite color being maroon what do you think that says about you well I don't like to like I don't want to be these people who are like, oh, I like maroon, so obviously I'm like a cool guy, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I think that, like, I don't know. I think a lot of people choose, like, a very basic color. Like, most people are like, oh, I like blue, or I like yellow, or I like green, or something like that. Yeah. I feel like me choosing maroon, which is a very specific color, kind of shows that, like, I more know what I want and know what I like. And... Mm. Maroon in itself, like I said, is more of an elegant color because I try to be more, you know, mature or more into what I'm doing than a lot of people are. I mean, I'm not trying to say I'm more mature than most of the people I know because I'm not, but (laughs) at the same time, I think that I'm definitely more mature than a lot of people that are my age. Sure. Oh, for certain. Uh, I know a lot of people our age, Mm -hmm. and I'm only friends with the ones that can keep up a good conversation (laughs) with me, so... I mean, if if this question were to be posed to me, my favorite color personally is very similar, but I would say not the same. Mine is more of a blood red, so like a darker red. You know, I don't mm. have any shirts or anything that color per se because it's not an easy color to wear. It's not, and it's not an easy color to find either. Because like like dark blood red, you know, and I think for me, like, see, the, all the people I know for the most part are into. Things that are more lighthearted and simple and, and, and you know, like like, like most people, when you ask them what their favorite genre is of, of movie, per se, they'd be like comedy or, you know, or, or horror or drama or something, you know. And for me, I think um, I like when, in movies, per se, when, um, when it's a simple concept, but a dark, like a very dark take on it. Mm. Like, for instance, the movie Joker. You guys have seen that movie, the 2019 movie Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, you know. It's about a man with mental illness and, well, technically it's about a a supervillain from DC Comics, right? Yeah. But this take on him was so dark and twisted and I loved that about it. I like when something as simple as it is can be turned into something that's super, you know, fucked up to a certain extent, you know. So I think for me... Very similar favorite color there. Very, very similar. I wear maroon a lot. Mm-hmm. I work at Target. I wear red, and I usually wear maroon, you know. But the blood red, I think, I as a person, I'm into darker things than yeah, most of the people that I know. It's more like gothic. Oh, yeah. yeah gothic. Which I like putting, yeah. a lot. Because it, it, gothic, for me, has, like, the... It, it's kind of the perfect balance between dark and elegant. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's a little creepy, but it's... Is Absolutely it even beautiful when you think to look of at. 
gothic architecture. Exactly. You know, like the gothic period of architecture. Like old castles. That, you know, just beautiful. Like old castles, like when you think of castles, you think of like, you know, a Minecraft castle or something. You know, like something corny <laughs> yeah. and shitty like that, you know, like in Shrek. You yeah. think of a Shrek castle. Something with a couple of towers and exactly. a flag at the top. But then when you th- when you look at a gothic, a piece of garth- gothic architecture, you've got all these points and these weird jagged edges and, and, and honestly a lot of curves as well. And it mm. looks, like you said, very elegant. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And I think when you take such a dark, because like basically, in a nutshell... You and I's favorite color is red, but a darker take on red. And I think that gothic aspect says a lot about us as people, mm-hmm. that we are more intricate. You know, we, we care a lot about, you know, mainstream things, but also what those things really mean, mm-hmm. I guess, if that makes any sense. You know, it, It's always about the little things. The yeah. little things make up everything. Yeah, the the, the, the subtle details. The intricate details, yeah, the things that most people may not pick up on. Yeah. So, Chris, mm-hmm. jumping off that... What would you say that your oh. favorite... I like this question, to be honest. It is what a good question. What would you say that your favorite color is, and what, what? does it say? What do you think what? that it says about you? Well, shit. And I'll tell you what I think it says about you. I'm not that deep. <laughs> so yeah, just, yeah now, you, now, you, now you know how I felt. I'm not that <laughs> deep, so I'm just going to say... I to escape with... it. I was like, <laughs> I like maroon. <laughs> what do you like? I like, a, I like a darker purple, because it's more... Um, I don't know why. I think it looks nice, and um, it's very reminds me of like like a what's the purple flower? Isn't it a lilac, right? Lilac, yeah. Lilac, yeah. Because like it's rare in nature, but when it's rare, like when you see it in nature, it's very uh, special, I guess. Because you don't see lilacs just like walking out in the middle of the forest. Huh. And you just kind of walk around, and then you're like, oh shit, a lilac! Like that's that's. So what do you what do you think that means about you as a person? That is an excellent question. Yeah. I, um, it's a hard question. What do you think? That is a hard question. I think I like to see the light in things. I like to be optimistic, or at least I try to be. But mm-hmm. yeah, to seek optimism. Purple is a, a bit things. more of a joyful color than yeah, the blood like, red, I'd say. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's just not as gothic. Did you but, know that hmm. purple in most um, old literature and art is paintings royalty. Royalty, is considered yeah. royalty mm-hmm. because of its rarity in nature. So yes. it's funny that you mentioned that. It's considered a color that represents royalty mm-hmm. for that reason. I think mm-hmm. that I can say a lot about you as well. It's very interesting. I like that answer. Yeah. I like that answer a lot, Chrissy. Cool. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad I didn't just say like blue or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine after you and I said like dark red, he was like blue. I really like yellow. Oh, no, sunflowers. You said yellow, yellow would have slapped you in the yeah, face. Yeah. I would. I wish if I said yellow, you should have booed me. For real. <laughs> like, well, Devin, you looking for a co-host position? <laughs> I guess the podcast over, guys. It's no longer too much in a mic. <laughs> Alright, and with that out of the way, that we all went deep dive into uh, our colors. Devin, I'm going to ask you, what was your favorite subject in school? But before you answer, I'm going to ask you one more before that. So you know how you would have different folders for each of the subjects in school? And how there are different colors? Mm-hmm. What color is history, English, math, and science to you? So, for me... Science is green. Yes! Always, always green. Yes! Good job. 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 Good job.
actually the man actually following suit there. I feel like everybody chose green for science, yeah. man. It's a great color. You had to. The next you color to. is going to be interesting. Uh, for me, social studies, uh, so either social studies or math was always yellow. Good. Good. Um, on social studies. Social studies is yellow. History. Have, that's yellow. for sure. So, yeah. Um, well, history and social studies are kind of hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. Very much, yeah. And then math was usually either red or blue. Just because that's what I had left over. Math me. math was always blue for me for some reason. Me too. Me and, too. and English was always red. Yo. Mm-hmm. And what would you say for English? Red and blue. <laughs> Let me be completely honest. For English, I used to just shove all my papers in whatever notebook I had for English. I never That's had a fair. folder for notebook for English. English was my favorite subject in school, so it had to be my favorite color. So English was kind of always a throwaway for me. Just got tucked in the back of my bag. They didn't even have a folder. They got tucked in like the computer slot for my backpack. <laughs> I feel you all too well. Or shoved in like my science. Mm-hmm. Notebook or some shit. Exactly. And honestly, so I have two brothers and sisters, and we grew up not the richest of people. Sure. So even then, I was fighting over a goddamn no- <laughs> a, a notebook or a, a, <laughs> a folder, anything like that. I would be lucky to have three three notebooks. Well, it was hand-me-down central, so as far as clothes goes, for you, I assume that, you know, you got the best of the outfits. Oh, I, did, I did, I did, I was, I was the oldest, so I was, I was the get biggest, I got it. all the new clothes. And they all have to use your style, because you got to pick your clothes. Hey, say, say what you want, but you know, my brother was lucky, he had a, he had a decent sense of style. Yeah. After freshman year. After freshman year, <laughs> after freshman year. Freshman year is everybody's year to figure out who the fuck they are, yeah. you know, yep, or who yep. they want to be in high school. Mm. Absolutely, I wish I had figured it out a little sooner, but... Amen to that. Glad that I got it. I mean, you're both, <laughs> you and I were both in a very similar position freshman year when Devin and I met each other freshman mm. year. I'm going to go off on a little tangent here because it's a funny fucking story. Devin and I were friends freshman year. That's when we met, right? Mm-hmm. And we met in, I believe, what class was it? Was it, um, it was either seminar or science so seminar. we had seminar first, then we had lunch together, and then I think either a period or two periods after I think that the had, second half of freshman science. year we had lunch together. Inform me on seminar. Because I remember one part of... Seminar was just basically like a group study. No, because we, oh, okay. we had seminar together, but I didn't sit with you at the beginning of lunch because I sat at a different table. That's right. That's right. I sat across from you, but I didn't sit at the same so table. That's why I thought it was the second half. Exactly. So Devin and I met freshman year of high school, which mm. at this point was... Yeah, I can't believe I remember that. Six years ago. Six years ago, right? Holy shit. Isn't that fucking wild? (laughs) That is kind of wild. So we met six years ago, freshman year, and we, like, as soon as we started to get to talking, we, like, instantly became friends, and funny enough, only, like, three years after that or something, we realized that we lived, or two years, we lived, like, right next to each other. (laughs) Literally, it took us two years to find out that we lived a one-minute drive. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It took us two years to figure mm. that shit out. Well, the problem was I lived on right on the border, so I was mm. in Auburn. He was in Candia, so we didn't have buses or anything like that next to each oh, other. So we had no so idea. And then mm. finally, one day, this kid texts me. He goes, "Hey, you want to come over to my house?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure. Where is it? Just send me the address." And I was like, "Dude, you're not gonna believe this. I'm five minute walk away." <laughs> from And then you. this motherfucker would bike to my house, and it was it was like it was like a like what like a five ten minute bike ride. Mm. So it wasn't even anything, you know. No. I would stay there till it was like pitch black out. I'd leave my bike and come back the next day with my mom's car and be oh like, "Oh, I'll drive. God. I'll drive my bike home tonight. Don't worry about it." 
<laughs> yeah, your bike basically lived at my house. Like you never, you stayed there. Pick it up man. all the time because I, I'd go to leave and I'm like, dude, it's like pitch black out. I don't want to ride my bike. <laughs> Plus, there was this awful hill. There was this oh. god awful hill that was up there. There was literally like, I felt like I was going straight up a wall. It's it's not cut on the way down. there, shit on the way back. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I still remember that one time I longboarded to your house and I got there and you were like, what the fuck happened? Because I ate shit like halfway through. <laughs> like, my whole side was just cut up. So, so Devin and I met freshman year and our styles were so like unbelievably bad. Like for myself, I think I was way worse. <laughs> to be honest, I was way worse. I had a no. You were not worse. I, I was a shorts and winter kid. I, I was bad. I, oh, shorts he and was, winter listen kid. Listen to me. He was a shorts in the winter kid. Sure. I was a long like like pant. I was like a khakis and black North Face zip up sweatshirt in the summer kid. So we were basically opposites. Like, I was like a freak. The you know? yin and yang. Yeah, and I had a periodic table of Marvel t-shirt that I would wear, like, every day. A Joker t-shirt, because I'm fucking obsessed, that I would wear every other day, you know. So we met with the worst style <laughs> that anybody could have possibly had going into your high school experience. Mm -hmm. And I don't even... I think it was sophomore year that we finally got our shit together. Mm -hmm. But, like, it was really, really bad. It was oh, really yeah. bad. Yeah. We have some photos of us when we were younger. And, like, our haircuts, too, were bad. I My mother would, would buzz my head. So it would all be one length. Oh, and the man. kids at school would tell me that I looked like a freshly shaved penis. <laughs> I'm not even joking. That is a, an actual thing that I was called by... Devin knows this person, but they will remain nameless for the podcast. But... <laughs> A buddy of ours in our in my math class. Yeah, it was. That uh, was. That was. That's something. <laughs> quite a way to start off your high school experience. You know. Yeah, I actually funny you brought this up. I showed somebody a picture of me freshman year because they didn't believe that I was you know had such bad style, mm. and I looked so awful. I literally showed them a picture of it, and they're like, "Are you sure that wasn't you like sixth grade?" And I was like, "Nope, that was me that freshman was year of high school." Year of high school. <laughs> oh my god! Did you guys ever wear the Under Armour? Sweatshirts, the yep, pullover yep, ones, because yep. that was huge at my school. Not that maybe, was... not really in freshman year, but like more middle school type deal. So See, I didn't. I middle... was a North Face fleece in the summer type. I wore a fleece, yes. like wool shit. I was always oh sweating. I don't know why. It was why? black though. Why I would have you? No idea why. I had no sense of style whatsoever. I was homeschooled. Yeah. For the majority of my life, I started public school basically in eighth grade. No shit. So it was, it was, yeah, it was crazy, man. Huh. That's crazy talk. Yeah, I went to school in, uh, in like Manchester schools. Yeah, yeah most yeah. of like, pretty much all of elementary school and middle school. Sure. I moved to eighth grade. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I went to uh, Auburn and I went to Pinkerton. Mm. It was a very different vibe. I didn't I fit in at all. Imagine. I thought all these kids were so weird. <laughs> I was like, I thought like, all these kids were so white. <laughs> yeah, I was, I literally, I remember walking into, uh, the Auburn school and mm -hmm. going to sit down in the classroom and looking around and I was like holy shit every single one of these kids is white oh. I was I had never <laughs> experienced that before in my entire life yeah. I was like wow and now I'm not trying to say anything bad about Auburn or anything like that sure but in the entirety of Auburn Village School because that's what it was called Auburn Village School it was kindergarten through eighth grade all in the same school that's that was one black kid that's crazy one in the entire school every grade one. Damn. 
Yeah. That's wild. Th- that was definitely a uh, a big change for me. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. It also sucked because I had to leave, like, all of my friends. My parents didn't even tell me we were moving until, like, summer came around. And then they were like, yeah, we're actually moving in, like, two weeks. So oh, have fun man. with that one. That's tough. And that's, that's, like, a haul away, too. Yeah, especially for me at that time because, like... Like, you're, when you're a kid... You're, like, getting moving your like poor 30, friends exactly, and stuff. Yeah. Moving 30 minutes away from all your friends, that's like moving to goddamn Florida nowadays. Exactly. Like, I was like, I never saw any of them again. you can't drive. Exactly. You can't fucking... By the time I finally yeah. got a car, I was it was, like, four years after that, and I was like, I don't know what any yeah, of these kids are doing anymore. I'm, I don't know these kids anymore. Yeah, you got a car super fucking late. Really? I drove your ass every fucking where. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> telling you, this, this kid... <laughs> I didn't get a car until you I was had, You had your license, but he didn't have, <laughs> have a, a car. car. <laughs> so we would drive. I would drive his ass everywhere. Everywhere. <sighs> Anytime we wanted to go somewhere, I would have to drive. And I wouldn't have had it any other way. Because honestly, days. that was, was awesome. the best time. Devin and I would, we would, <laughs> you know, this is back in high school, but when we weren't allowed to, now we could do it legally and be fine. But. We would get high and go for drives. We would go long distance. We'd go up to Cape Elizabeth in Maine and to yeah. that lighthouse. That's all. Chief in a pen the whole way up, man. <laughs> and we would be toked when we got there. And it was incredible. Some of the best memories I have are in the car with this man, high as shit. <laughs> you know? We would literally go to school, go and park in the parking lot, get out of the car, and by the time we were at class, we were already like, I'm ready to pass out. I'm ready to take a nap. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Not to mention, you know, hitting it in the bathroom. Give me a break. I'd, just, I'd go to the bathroom for like five minutes, you know, mm-hmm. just yeah. wasting time away. That was, that was the cold. point in our lives where it was like, oh, yeah, car, that lasted me like two days. Exactly. Damn. Like two, three a days. A cart that should last you a month would last us two or three days. That's crazy. And we then buy we'd end six up, at a time, dude. And we'd end up swapping, you know, like halfway through a cart, mm-hmm. like two days after we got them, sure. just to switch flavors, you know. And oh, with, my God. With the, the, the carts that we get, the flavor, the, you couldn't really uh, tell the Jack difference Harry. that much. But there was one cart... That we coveted like it was the word of God. <laughs> it, it was this. It was called Jack Harrow. It was a live card, which means it was like it was you know more THC than it was mm. CBD. Yeah, the lives were always crazy. It tasted like a joint. It was the most to date. It was one of the most incredible experiences I've ever had getting intoxicated in my fucking life. Mm-hmm. And they don't make them anymore. We can't buy them anywhere. Mm-mm. And it's Absolutely a damn shame because now the point we could legally buy them, they stopped making them. Exactly. Of course. You know how much I would spend on a Jack Hair cart right now? You could tell me it was $45. I'd still buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, yeah, just for that, like, that second of nostalgia that I get for hitting it for the first time, I would pay anything. Yes, we would always like wacky cards, like fucked cards. Tell so, me, tell those me were the a, red tips. Tell the me a both card the, experience. The, the Super Mario tips. Those were the, 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 the <laughs> Super Mario. You cards. could get these cards that were that had um, plastic tips. There were some that had metal tips. Some mm. were clear tips. Some were wood tips, and some were red tips. And the red tips were the now see, the red tips were. See, I don't remember those ones as much. The ones that got me for this, like the, the bottom 
bottom of the barrel card. Like, I was struggling that I needed something was UFO cards or oh, king cards. Oh, no. UFO wow. cards were disgusting. Down tremendous. That was like, that, that was like, I got $10 in my pocket. What can I get right now? Oh, man. Kids would sell those for $7. Everybody buy them seven for $7 bucks. for a card, for a UFO card, dude. My school was getting scammed, and then, the, dude. The, well, there were so many kids. Kids at Pinkerton, we had like yeah. four thousand kids. That makes that sense. That would sell to anybody. Seven was, bucks, you'd make like a three hundred dollar profit in a week. That was the thing about Pinkerton too; is it was so competitive because they'd be like, "Well, this kid's selling for six. This kid's selling for five. <laughs> and I'm like, "I'm just gonna go here, then whatever." <laughs> a card, yeah. And you'd oh be like, anything. God. Nick sticks too. That was the kicker. The fuckers that sold because there were people that sold the the weed and shit. Sure. But and there was only a select few people that would buy marijuana or CBD cards, anything that would be high. But almost everybody, you know, every girl, every guy would want a disposable. Mm -hmm. And those were super competitive. And everybody knew that they could sell to the freshmen for like $15 oh, a yeah. pop. Mm -hmm. But everybody 15. else would get it for like 10 Yeah. 15 I, There was a point in high school where I sold stuff with one of my buddies. And we would always sell to freshmen for $15. Because we knew that we could get away with it. Because they, they didn't fucking know. Dude. Mm -hmm. Dude, the we profit margin so on freshmen like, There was one week where we made $400 off of spending. Like, you know, we, we'd go up, it was like five bucks a pop. So we'd buy a box for like 20. Mm. And at the end of the week, you know, a $20 box, five in a box, that's however fucking much that is. You know, we've been making $400, you know, which is like 200 profit. And it's, it was insane. Mm -hmm. It was insane. Yeah. I remember... Um, I remember being scammed as a freshman, that's for sure. In, when, <laughs> when, I, when we went to Pinkerton, we had a lot of trade courses, and one of the ones that I took was this class called Small Engines, and that anyone could take it. Like, you didn't have to, you didn't have to take anything before that. Mm -hmm. And when I took it, I was a sophomore, and there was this kid in there, and he was a freshman, and nobody wanted to group with him because they're like, oh, he's a stupid freshman, he's an idiot, blah, blah, blah. I was like, fine, I'll, I'll group with him, whatever. And then... He was telling me one day, he's like, yeah, I just got, I just bought this car, blah, blah, it cost me like $30. I was like, dude, you are getting scammed. Let me know who sold you that. And I, I don't even remember who he came out. Like, yeah, I sent him like four different plugs. I was like, go to these people and said, tell them Devin sent you. They'll give you a, they'll give you a good deal. Don't worry about it. So how about these seniors like, need to make profit off these losers, man? No, I felt bad. I felt bad. This kid, this kid was so nice. He was like one of those quiet freshmen that like knew he was a freshman, didn't want to cause trouble. Fuck him, he's a always tried, always tried to be nice. And, like, I felt bad because he would let me chief the shit out of whatever he had. Like, if I didn't have anything, he would literally give me his pen and tell me to give it back to him at the end of the day. Oh, my God. And I'd be like, I can't let this kid That's get screwed some over. Shit. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, I can't let this kid get screwed over. Man, money is money, and freshmen are freshmen. <laughs> Fuck them. 15 bucks a pop, man. 30 bucks a pop yeah, for a card. 30, have, $30 for a card was absurd. That's what was meant. We were paying, like, 20 we spent seven on the UFOs. That's seven dollars on the UFOs, bro. So you guys had in like tears then. You had yeah, like yeah. UFOs, the fucking part of the barrel. You had, were in and Derry, lives in up there. Derry, New Hampshire. There were people on campus that sold. You could find anything you wanted. You could find Percocet. There was a point where there were heroin high school, needles. High school, you yeah. when there were heroin needles in the bathroom freshman what? year? At um, in the science building, there were heroin needles in the bathroom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. I, got, I actually got stopped in search a couple of times because uh, apparently one of the kids that was selling like 
Percocets and like Oxys and all sorts of shit, like Xanax. Yeah. Apparently, I looked like one of the kids that sold that shit, so they searched me all the time. Mm. And I'd be like, dude, go ahead and look through my back. You're not gonna find shit. Of course, because I had my like I had my pen in my waistband. Just, like, I just in front got my, my green dick. science folder. <laughs> green science folder. <laughs> well, um, just a just a little warning here for all of our headphone users. I'm going to open up a seltzer here. It's a little loud. Very thirsty, and I need a drink, so. There we go. Um, So, from there, from there, from that subject that we went off on for that was the, by the way that question what was what was your favorite subject in school yeah that were way off and topic we no, never even answered that question so Devin yeah. what was your favorite subject in school uh, my favorite subject in school would either have to be history or English uh, history because I really liked learning about the past and like I thought it was so very you didn't fun. like English no I did like English oh. I didn't like English as I got older because they made me read books I didn't like. <laughs> but when I was when I was younger, we had some interesting books, like things that I could actually get into, yeah. like, like books that, that had the N word, like Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being a kid. Everyone reported I lost. Reading that book, yeah, being not allowed. To, like everybody, when I was in freshman year, we read it, and everybody wasn't allowed to say it. But I was the only one in the class that was remotely black. <laughs> so when we'd read it aloud. We do popcorn rating. Remember popcorn rating? Oh yeah. And they'd always bump to me. No way. I've shit you fucking out. The most one of the most racist things I've ever experienced <laughs> in my life. They would always bump to me, and the teacher allowed it. The teacher allowed me to say it, and I was like, "This is." I've told you that story before. That was one of the most racist things. Holy me, shit! As a mixed kid, I'm not even like a hundred percent black, you know. Yeah. And I, what? I was ridiculous, man. Oh my god. Ridiculous. To Kill a Mockingbird, though, great book. It is a good book. I'm not gonna lie. That was like one of the high school books that like had me intrigued. Mm-hmm. Just because in like, 1984, the whole thing. yeah, right. Great Gatsby. Even Great Gatsby. Great Gatsby was so good. Great yeah. Gatsby was a good book. Honestly, my favorite part about reading a Great Gatsby was getting to watch the movie. Oh, hey, amen. Yeah. Leo and, and Tobey Maguire was in that movie. I don't think people remember that. Was he really? Tobey yeah, Maguire was, was like the main movie. character. He was, really? Yeah, he was <laughs> the guy. He was like that, the main that character. He was like interviewing Gatsby. Yeah, it was awesome. Probably just because I couldn't see him crawling on the walls and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't see him in spider suits. He was like, who the hell was this guy? He didn't see him going, go, Web, go. <laughs> Fly. <laughs> up, up, and away. Oh my god. Speaking of that, remember like in the first Spider-Man movie when he's sitting on the Spoilers building? Spoilers for Spider-Man 2002. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking 20 years old. 20 <laughs> you were the one old. who said we gotta do spoilers. 20 years old. We have to do spoilers for any movie mm-hmm. we talk about on the podcast. Right. Spoilers. spoilers. All right. By the guys, way, if you haven't guys, seen the first Spider-Man, like, get a life. Guys, why don't we, uh, if it's 10 years and younger, we do a spoiler, and if it's 10 years and older, we don't. Because if it's fucking 20 years old, 20 years old, Spider-Man, 2002. I feel like a lot of people, though, I feel like with comic book movies, a lot of people won't have seen them. Like, if I were to talk about The Dark Knight right now, I could spoil the shit of that movie for a lot of people. How? A lot of people I know haven't seen that movie. How? Believe me, it breaks my fucking heart. It okay. <laughs> you know what I'll say? If you haven't seen a movie like that, that's your own fault. Yeah, yeah. Go your fuck yourself your if you fault. haven't seen that movie. Exactly. To be honest with you, that's if you fault. haven't seen The Dark Knight and you're my friend, you need to fucking not be. Like, you need to watch that movie if you want to save our friendship right now. Like, I mean that wholeheartedly. Like, that is my favorite movie ever made, ever. Speaking of movies, um, the also, it's actually really funny because the moment I knew that me and John were gonna be like really good friends. Oh, I thought you were gonna talk about the Batman. No, 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 no. no, no, no. 
He hasn't even seen it yet. Good, good. Um, Keep it that way. But the moment that I knew that we were going to be really good friends it was when he brought up John Wick. Because I had never met anybody else that had actually watched that movie. And I he brought it up and I was like, no fucking shot. I was like, no shot you've seen this movie. And we talked about it. I Probably the first conversation we had was like an hour and a half long. Just about John Wick. John Wick is far, And that was the basis of our friendship. And then years and years of Devin and I watching movies together. You remember in our... I used to live in Candia, mm. and we had a, a, a nice house there with mm-hmm. a beautiful TV room for watching movies with a table that came up so you could eat your food, and oh, nice. it was a great sound system, everything, and he and I would watch some of the greatest movies of all time in that room, and even, the, we had a smaller room that we had a workout room, like a little gym. Sure. This was a huge house, my grandparents' house that we mm. lived in, and he and I would sit in there, this chair, this red chair... Devin would always take this chair, and I let him, because there was another chair that reclined, and, you know, I didn't care at the time, but this fucking chair that I'm sitting in right now mm-hmm. was Devin's chair. Every time he'd come over, he'd sit in that chair, would watch a movie, and when my nana and my grandfather sold that house, I, they were going to, like, literally throw this chair away, and I got the opportunity to take this chair, and I said, if I don't take this chair... I know at least one person who's going to be really fucking mad at me. <laughs> so I surprised Devin one day. I remember I surprised you because I was telling him that, that um, they were going to throw the chair away or something like that. And, and uh, I told him to come over mm-hmm. to this, this house now, our new place. And I surprised him. I opened the door and he saw the chair and lost his mind. Lost his mind because his chair is is such a staple of our friendship and Devin's experience as being my friend, you know, and watching all these movies together, you know. That chair has so many memories for me. Like, that Mm. chair is literally like the definition of Johnny's house. Like, when I think of going to Johnny's (laughs) house, I think of sitting in that chair with a blanket wrapped around me, watching Mm. a movie. And it was like the perfect combination of like comfort. And, like, I would sit there, and I was very relaxed. Mm-hmm. And no matter what we were watching, I was okay. Uh, fun fact, actually. I am absolutely terrified of the movie The Grudge. <laughs> and I could not watch it. I absolutely hated that movie. It terrified me. One night, we decided that we were going to watch it. And I sat in that chair, and it was the first time in my entire life I was able to watch that entire movie without closing my eyes or hiding behind a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> because the chair brought you to comfort. <laughs> oh, dear. And then we were, uh, I believe we were, high when we watched that. Bad idea. And, um, <laughs> and, and, you know, Devin and I would, would get high all the time when we were younger. And we'd need so much water. And we would get the worst cotton mouth in the world. And we'd need to just, be, you know, we would there'd be t- days when we'd like have like 10 or 12 water bottles to clean up in the room and we'd be done, you know. And that's a, that's a huge pet peeve of mine, is mm. people drinking water. Loudly, <laughs> drinking, just drinking water, in just general. drinking in general. Hearing people swallow, hearing people gulp, hearing people chew. I hate it. Huge, biggest pet peeve of mine, hmm. which is the perfect segue, segue into the, into next, the question. next question. Devin, what is your biggest pet peeve? My hmm. biggest pet peeve, honestly, people that are fake. And, like, that I know that they're being fake. Mm. Like, those people that are like, oh, you know, like if you ever need anything, you can come to me. Like, no, I can't. <laughs> No, I can't. You know I can't. I even offer. Just tell me. Just yeah. be honest with me. I would feel much better if somebody looked at me and be like, listen, I know you're going through a tough time right now, but 
I'm really just not in the mood to talk to you. And I'd be like, all right, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a, I mean, that's a fair peeve to have, man. <laughs> I, yeah, I might have to agree with that. That is definitely, it's not a vibe. The people are just, they say one thing and just turn around and say something else to someone else. Well, believe me, I hate different. those people, but I hate listening to this motherfucker eat spaghetti a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's not my fault, or I can't help the way I eat. <laughs> and it's not even the way I eat, because... There are people that are it's worse just than me. Anybody there are people that general, are worse. Man, it's just anybody. I can't. Just I the mouth sounds for you. Isn't listen, it? It's, it turns it's, my stomach. I just it is. It's not my fault. Your horrific. family consistently invited me to dinner. Okay, it's not my fault. <laughs> but I will say that you coming to dinner and eating with my family and myself, just even just me, so often, so much, you have started to be the only person I'm comfortable eating around. You know, you and my girlfriend, of course, but. You know, because she, she respects it as well. But there are some people who just chew with their mouth wide fucking open. And I'm like, were you, were you, were you raised in a barn? Like, you know, like, like why you, you close your mouth? What do you eat? You have some damn manners, you piece of shit. You know, like Sean, when he was on the podcast, he'd drink his water and gulp it. And I'd be sitting here losing my fucking mind. Listen to this kid gulp like you didn't have water in a month or something, you know. Mm. Ridiculous. John's just sitting in the chair. Love know? Sean. Love Sean. Love Sean. I, I'll let that be known. He, he makes knows. some interesting gulps. Though. He That's knows. Sure. He knows I don't like how he drinks and he does it on purpose because he likes to fuck with me. But <laughs> I still love those moments where I'll do something that's a little loud and I look over and I just make eye contact with you as you're staring at me and I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. You'll know that I'm looking at you too because sometimes he'll make a noise and he'll be like, oh, like I'll see his eyes widen and he'll look up at me like in a knowing look that I'm staring at him, you know. I'm like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Oh my God. So we've got one more question here to wrap up this whole getting to know Devin thing. Into the and then we're going to get will. into some more interesting questions. Perfect. Mm. So we'll we'll make try to make this answer a little um a little swift, you know, if you will. Um, who is your favorite fictional character and what do you think we're going to go this way again? What do you think that says about you as a oh. person? Okay. Um So, the thing about it, I think my favorite fictional character, like I've talked about this before, uh, is pretty much anything... I Okay, I'll go specific here. Uh, one of my favorite mob movies of all time is... <laughs> they have Robert De Niro as a father figure in that movie. And it's called A Bronx Tale. And I really like his character in that because he plays the part of a father figure very well. He's very, like... Um, you know, this is the way things are going to be done because this is the right way. This is the socially acceptable way. Um, at the same time, I like his characters because they're very, like, uh, they know themselves and they know how they want to act. And they act that way because that's how they feel they should act. So I, I very like, I very much like that self-confidence and that feeling as though you're doing the right thing even if other people think you're not. Yeah, it's kind of that old, that old school mentality. You know, like like in all the mob movies that we watched, and in, in you were sitting in this fucking chair. You know, yeah. everybody. You know, and that's why we talk in this. You know, sometimes we we, especially myself, we kind of 
randomly out of nowhere will uh, kind of adopt this Boston or you know mobster type accent. Um, <laughs> but and that's that because quite a bit. And it's because of how frequently we watch those movies together. I might add as well, yeah. which adds to the experience a lot, you know, and why. That's those are some of our favorite movies of all time is because we watch them together. We watch them with our friends and things like that, you know. So I I, I respect that a lot. I think that's a, I think it does say a lot about you too because I think that you follow those, you know, you have that morality that they you know kind of give off in those movies as well, and you have that that sense of self-respect and respect for other people as well, and you carry yourself in a way that reflects De Niro, <laughs> De Niro's <laughs> characters in his movies, you know. And, and yeah, I agree with that. I mm. think that like if I were to choose the character that most represents you that's a fictional character, it'd be Robert De Niro in almost any movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, And, you know, I, just with everybody else, I do slip up every once in a while, mm-hmm. but I try to think that I try my best. Well, and, I mean... Pff. If we're if we're going there, my favorite fictional character is the Joker. You, know, <laughs> like, you, think I, you know, you think I go around killing people and shit? No, you know, but but it's 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 about honestly, it's more about who you want to be and who Me you're too, working yeah. toward. You know, and I it's obvious in everything that you do that that's the type of person you want to be. Everybody slips up, everybody fucks up, everybody makes mistakes. You forgive, you forget, you move on. You know, so. And, and, and like I said, I see that in you a lot. And I know my family does as well. You've been coming around for fucking years, you know. And all of our friends, I'm sure Chris does as well, sees that you're a good guy. Yeah. You, know? you always have, you know, the best of intentions. You're very respectful to everybody. And, and in situations that even in situations in which you might not be comfortable, you 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 make sure that other people are comfortable before yourself. You know, you, you, were, you were a good guy. You were a yeah. good guy, to say the least. Um, I, I appreciate that. And I mean a lot. And I'm sure that's going to stick. You know, I'm sure that's going to be a thing that, you know, again, it's who you want to be. And I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be who you become. But what do you think that you will be? Who do, who do you think that Devin will be in 20 years? In 20 years. In 20 years. So in 20 years, I would be just about to turn 40. Mm-hmm. And I hope and pray by then, that I'm not alone. <laughs> as everybody does. As everybody does. Either way, no matter what, you won't be alone because you will at the very least have us. Exactly. You know what? I'll take that. I'll take that. You won't that. be alone. Um, I hope by then I have, you know, probably two or three kids. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, I want to be... So when I was growing up, my dad left. And I don't want to be the dad that disappears. I don't want to be the dad that's not there for his kids. I want to be somebody that you know, my kids can actually look up to and aspire to be one day. Now, I'm not looking to be, you know, the next CEO or big corporate guy, you know, because that's not me. That's not who I want to be. That's why I'm going to school for the trades. I want to be somebody that's respected for the work that I can do, not the work that I, you know, do on a computer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a very hands-on person, so I want to continue that into my next phase of life. Um, And in essence, it's it's their... The trades are more, more. I guess, I guess the word that I could use is, is humble. Yeah. It's more of a humble job. You know, it's not a white collar like Wall Street type job. You mm-hmm. know, where you're rich and snooty. You know, it's more of a humble. Mm-hmm. It's humble work. You know, it's respectable, exactly. honorable, like like the work you do now. You know, when you're a pretty humble mm-hmm. guy. So I, I see that as a, you know, I see the trades as a perfect spot for you. You know, mm-hmm. and it's definitely something where it's like, I'll make enough money that I live comfortably and not like. You know, oh, I'm comfortable, but I make enough money to, like, 
bury you. But I'll make enough money, like, <laughs> that I can actually support a family. I'll be comfortable. I'll be able to... I won't have to worry about money. I won't be one of those, like, oh, I'm comfortable, but I make $100,000 a year. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You'll, you'll have De Niro's morale, but you won't have his money. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Is, yeah. I'll have his money from a box tail, though, because he was a bus driver. There you go. Right. So, there you go. I just yeah, won't well, be I won't be Casino De Niro. Yeah, you won't be Rothstein. Yeah. No, I won't <laughs> be Sam Roth. I won't be no Sam Rothstein. Yeah, you're soon. not gonna have the money and and and, 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 and all the brides and stuff, you know. But uh, no, I'll skip that bride. What you, oh my god, she was the worst. Absolutely, you gotta watch awful. that movie Casino, Chrissy. I'm sure mm. you haven't seen it. Mm-mm. We got a bunch of movies to watch. Chrissy, we do. see Chrissy, a great, great guy, great friend of mine. You know, co-host of this podcast. Hasn't seen a lot of the greatest movies ever made. So we got to set some of this time that we use for the podcast. We got to record a bunch of them and set one of these Saturdays aside for to sit out day. and watch a bunch of movies because you got, my friend, you got a lot of fucking catching up to do. I know. That's for sure. You got a lot of catching up to yeah. do. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that that's, you know, that's the person that I'd like to see be in 20 years as well. Yeah. So what do you think that the world will look like in 20 years? I think that everything's a little uncertain right now. I think there's a lot of ways that it can go from where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Based on, you know, current events, things are kind of happening right now. Yeah. Like, I don't want to get too political, but, you know, we don't really know how things are going to go between the Russia and, and that's everything that's going on with that. Like, we don't know how that's going to go. So. It's a scary thing, man. It is. It is. Um but I think in 20 years, I think we'll have some things worked out. And if we don't, I think the world's going to be over. No. <laughs> I think I think we got some serious issues that we need to work out. And I hope in 20 years we can find a solution to at least a few of them. I hope in 20 years we don't all have to learn Russian. You know? yep. I don't want to be speaking Russian in 20 years. It's, such a, it's a harsh language. It's I can't, very, I can't make all those noises. It's, it's, it's not romantic at all. Yeah. It's very aggressive. It's a lot of hucks and rucks. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, icky. It kind of sounds like I'm clearing my throat a little bit. You've got to build up a lot of phlegm to speak Russian. Yeah, yeah. That's why they drink so much vodka. (laughs) 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 They're going to slur their words and and cough (laughs) a little bit halfway through the word. But they get it out. They get it out. Oh, dear. Life in 20 years, man. Life in 20 years is going to be so much different than ever. One Russian listener. Well, uh, yeah, enjoy of, this podcast. As of right now, we've got one listener in Russia, and and uh, no hard feelings, my friend. I mean, thank you for tuning Not in. Not at all, yeah. But what is going on, man? Jeez, it's wild keep, shit. Keep keep it over there on the east coast, if you will, on the east side of the world. But uh, <laughs> also slow down a little bit, man, because like, jeez. I mean, you guys are big enough as it is. Do you really need some more land? Like, I mean, I know Ukraine was yours to begin with, but sheesh, man. Take it easy, bro. Like, damn. Sheesh. Life, life at 20 years is going to be a lot different. It is. But life right, right now, you got to live in the present, you know. And, mm-hmm. and, and you got to live in the present. you gotta, you got to make the best of what you have. But if, for some reason, you could change one thing about the life that you live right now, other than giving yourself more money, because I know most people would choose to have more that money. That was my first choice. Most people would choose I'd win to the have lottery. more money. What would, you, what would you change? I'd win the lottery. But if it wasn't to have more money, and you could change one thing about your life that you live right now, what would it be? One thing I could change about my life right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, without trying to get too deep or too personal, uh, there's a specific person that I've been talking to for a while, and I wish that I could kind of figure things out with that. Mm. That's the one thing I would change. That's fair. 
Good man. Yeah. yeah. That's a good, that's a, yeah. Guess like that's that. the one thing right now that's pretty much on my mind all the time. Yeah. That's how it is, man. That's True. how the fuck it is, dude. I, I mean, yeah, you want to figure out the thing that's bothering you the most, or not even bothering you, but the thing that's most on your mind, you know, to have some some freedom of, uh, you know. Clarity. clarity. Peace of mind, yeah. Yes. Peace of mind. Yeah. God. It, it, it's just that, you know, that one thing, if I could just figure it out. I'd have at least a second to catch my breath, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, I'd yeah. be able to, I feel like if I could figure that one thing out, I could work on the rest of it. Yeah. I'd get it all clean slate. Exactly. But that just that one thing, it's really keep me stuck. I feel you for sure. It's like an addiction. It's yeah. Really crazy. Yeah. 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 That's for sure. What's, uh, <laughs> what over that? What is, uh, what's something that you're addicted to, Devin? What's something uh, you're addicted to that you shouldn't? Be addicted to shouldn't be addicted to yeah and you can't say my answer oh then you go first so i don't use your answer what cigarettes your answer? Uh, your cigarettes answer. cigarettes yeah 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 uh, something that i'm addicted to and it's not the greatest uh i got to say probably getting into my own head and overthinking things i tend to do it quite more than i want to and it's something that like even though I know that it makes me feel awful and I come up with the worst outcomes possible, I still feel like I got to do it. If I don't do it, I feel like something's missing. If you don't do what? If you don't, you say, you say getting in your own head type of thing, but like about what and for why, you know? Like, so like, for me personally, like a lot of things that happen in my life, like whether it be even just a regular conversation I'm going to have with somebody, if I'm knowing going to have a conversation, I run through it in my head. I think of every possibility, every outcome I could think of. Like, I try to get myself into this point where I already know the worst outcome, so I'm prepared for it. Mm-hmm. And I really wish I could stop doing that. But if I don't, I go into a conversation completely blank, and I feel as though it's even worse than what I thought the worst outcome could be. Yeah. Makes sense. Right? Not knowing what's going to happen could freak you out a little bit. Yeah. And I just wish that, you know, I could get to a point in my life where I didn't worry as much as what was going to happen and I could more just live in the moment. That's, that's one of the, those are some of the worst, some of the worst feelings that you can feel are uncertainty, betrayal, and loss. Mm-hmm. Those are the three worst feelings in the world that you can feel. And uncertainty is honestly one of the worst. That's like, that's, <laughs> that's like, that is really high up there. Not yeah. knowing the outcome of a situation can be really, really scary. Mm-hmm. Really scary. It's terrifying. It really is, man. Yeah. It's like, you get all worried about it and then you're 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 addicted to finding a solution for that problem and it it it, it, it takes over everything and it's all you can think about. It's it's the point in when you're stuck in an issue and you feel like the only way to resolve the issue is if you do something rather than, you know, anybody else. It's that point of like trying to remember that you're not the only one that can work on a problem. Mm. And, you know, trying to remember that if you have an issue with somebody else, you're not always the one that has to solve it. Yeah. It's not always your fault, man. That's... uh, Man, that's... uh, Jeez. All right, I'm going to get a little deep here. A lot of people with... um, Well, I'm going to speak for myself here. I got a lot of, uh, you know, kind of setbacks I guess you could say emotionally and one of the things that I feel most often uh, 
is that even when something isn't my fault, I think that it is. And I make a way for it to be my fault. Because I'd rather be the one who holds the responsibility for it going wrong than the one who has to, like, you know, like, like I, I don't know. I don't know. And it's, it's, I feel like it's more common than I think it is when most people, most people make every situation their fault. And it's just, it's a hard thing to work through, man. It really, really is. I think it's, through. it's kind of one of those things that everybody does, but doesn't want to admit that they do it. Mm-hmm. And once, I feel like that's the first step, is admitting the fact that, like, you tend to think that it is an issue before you can actually resolve the issue. Yeah. yeah. Like, when something happens and, and you know that it isn't your fault, accepting that it isn't your fault is exactly. the first step to solving that problem as a whole, you know? And, and also, in some situations, accepting that it is your fault is a huge part. Huge. Because some people... Are, are really set in knowing that and in, in thinking that it is their fault, and some people are set in thinking that it isn't their it's fault. Not at all. And that they are without blame entirely. Mm-hmm. And that is, honestly, I to an extent, I feel like that's worse. I feel like that's oh, it is way worse. worse. Uh, yeah. Those are the people that start to develop, you know, become very egotistical. <coughs> if it goes bad enough, they can develop a god complex. Oh, yeah. Oh, narcissistic. The, yeah. the amount of people that I have seen, not just at work, like, because I deal with patients and I deal with narcissists, like narcissism all the time, mm-hmm. but just people in everyday life that legitimately have a god complex and oh, think yeah. that nothing that goes wrong is their fault. They can do no wrong. They make no bad decisions. And I'm just like, you're lying to yourself and everyone around you. Yeah. Like, you're not perfect. Nobody is. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's not. Nobody being perfect is what makes each person an individual. Mm-hmm. Like, your mistakes are your biggest part of your personality. They're not always a bad thing. You learn from them, and you know you don't make the same one again. You only learn from mistakes, and in, in my opinion, I think you only learn from the mistakes you made. It's like when you're a child, you don't learn from from um, from positive reinforcement, mm-hmm. you know, or like you don't you don't learn from from doing something. I mean, you can learn from doing something the right way and being rewarded for it, but it's easier to learn a lesson when you fuck up. Exactly. When you make a big mistake in your life. You do something wrong, you know. If you're in a relationship in high school and you 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 you, you do something wrong with it, you know, you you take you say something you shouldn't have said, you do something you shouldn't have done. You learn from that. You're like, holy fuck, the repercussions of this choice that I made were so bad that I won't make it again. Mm-hmm. It's not like I did this so right. I'm gonna do it all the time because that doesn't always end up right. You know, exactly. it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't always end up great. You know, but when you learn from something that you've done wrong. That sticks with you for fucking ever. And you know to never make that mistake again. Mm. Or at least you shouldn't. And then the people that don't learn from that are the people that lose relationships. They lose friends. They you know, they lose themselves in their own narcissism. You know, It's a dark thing. And you have to learn that in your childhood. You, you, you really have to. You have to grow up with that kind of mindset that you're not perfect and you're going to make mistakes. And that's how you learn. You know, and you... Man, childhood is a... You really got to learn these things when you're mm. young, because if you, you know, you get the people who are learning them now, going through it now and making these mistakes, exactly. and it's like, dude, like, you should have known to not do that. Yeah, you know. I feel like childhood should be a whole another episode too. Yeah, I feel like we could do a whole episode. Yeah. Well, We're told well, about childhood for. We could do this. Are you are you satisfied with the way that your childhood went? With the way that you were raised? With the way that that, that you you um, 
with how far you've come? Are you satisfied with the things that happened in your childhood that made you the person you are today? Are you satisfied with that? Or do you wish that it had gone differently? Who's that going towards? Both of you, to be honest. I'd like to hear from both of you from that. Do you want me to go first? I'll give you, I'll give you some time. Take to the leads, yeah. Um, so if you want me to be completely honest, I think that, like anyone in life, there are definitely things that I wish I could change and things I wish I could take back. But at the same time, there's a lot of things from my childhood that even though that they sucked at the time and I felt like it was the end of the world, like nothing could be worse than this moment right here in my life, I wouldn't change them because they're what made me who I am today. I think if I didn't have those things, I wouldn't be who I am. Like, And I think that's the ultimate answer. Anybody who knows themselves enough now Anybody who knows themselves well enough knows that without the shit that's happened to you, without the horrible decisions you've made, without the horrible way you've been treated by other people, you wouldn't be who you are now. That's for sure. You know? So you, yeah. you kind of have to be satisfied with it. You kind of yeah. have to be you can't okay. go back. Yeah, you think, yeah, exactly. You can't go back. There's no point in being mm. dissatisfied because you can't change it. Mm-mm. Something uh, my grandfather said to me a long time ago that stuck with me and made me feel better about like making mistakes is he told me that the only true mistake you can make in life is when you fuck up and you don't learn from it. That's a fact. That is true shit right there. So it, it kind of made me feel a little bit better about, you know, making those mistakes. And as long as I learned from it and made sure not to do that same thing again or to figure out, like, this is the way things are supposed to be done, that was something where it was like, even though I fucked up, I learned something from it. So it's not a total loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, if you didn't, it would be a loss, you know, that would be, <laughs> again, it's like the people that we know, you know, yeah, I know some people who are still going through things that they should have gone through years ago, you know. Years ago. Years ago. Yeah. Years ago. Some people who are so close-minded, some people who are so narcissistic, some people who are so immature and naive, it's looking at them, they're the same age as me, and I'm like, dude, I know that you shouldn't be this way. How do you not know? Like, 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 it, it, it doesn't compute for me. Like, I've it even boggles told my mind. you. <laughs> I've told you not to drink your water like you're a horse from a trough. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, Sean, you continue to do it anyway. See, Sean, in our friend group, Sean is our, I will, I will say, Sean is our punching bag, but, but we do love him a lot. We do love him a lot. We yeah. value him very, very much. So you'll hear us, you know. Every once in a while, throw some shade, but it's only out of love. On him. It's all out of love. It's only yeah. out of love. We only wish for him to be the best person he could be. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the best person being someone who, who chews with his mouth closed and, 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 and drinks his water like a normal person. Mm-hmm. but Who doesn't yeah. stick a water bottle halfway down his throat to take a sip. Exactly. Exactly. And doesn't smell like radishes. Doesn't smell like... It's a running joke that Sean smells like radishes. Because I honestly have no idea what radishes smell I like. I don't either. So I feel like they <laughs> smell like water or something. Yeah, but. they don't smell like anything, probably. You know, earthy smell, maybe. Yeah. But. So, we've got a few questions left here. Let's segue into the next one here. Um, again, these are all, for the most part, I guess, for Devin here. Because we want our audience to get to know him for when we... We bring him back onto the podcast here. Um, oh, so that means you're bringing me back? Of course. Of course there we go. There we go. You. you can't do this without our homies, man. Exactly. What is something about you that you feel most people misunderstand? Misunderstand. Yeah. Um, 
interpret the wrong way. Oh, I, I've got don't one. Don't get, period, you know. So, something that I've actually been dealing with a lot recently is I'm a bit of, like, a sociable person, but that doesn't always mean that I like you. Mm. Now, I'm always someone that, like, I try to put my best foot forward and, like, I try to be nice to people, and sometimes that gets read the wrong way. Yeah. And people will try to, like, take advantage of that. And then I, you know, kind of get to the point where, like, listen, I might be nice, but I'm also a dick. So <laughs> you got to kind of, you got you to take it at face value there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people, yeah, people take advantage of, of being nice to them. But, but, and in a way, it's being fake, but at the same time, you don't want to, if you don't like somebody, you don't want to make it obvious that you don't like them. Exactly. You want to treat them like shit, you know, mm-hmm. you want to. I slowly help them to be a better person, you know? Yeah. I, I've come to the point in my life where it's... Everyone knows the golden rule. Treat people as you want to be treated. But I've kind of always interpreted that as you want people to treat you as you treat them. You only want somebody in your life that is going to, you know, give what you put in. So if I'm with somebody and, you know, I'm constantly nice to them and I get nothing but, like, demands or, like, ridicule from them... I'm not going to continue that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, if there's somebody that I'm nice to and they're nice to me and it's an equal opportunity, you know, relationship, mm-hmm. that's something that I want to continue. And yeah. that's not just like... Because there are some people you don't want to be around. Exactly. Yeah. Because you don't... You, your personalities clash or you just straight up don't like them. Exactly. You know? And there are people like that, you know? Yeah. I have definitely met a couple people in my life where it's like, even after the first time I meet them, I'm like, I just don't like them. There's no I way I'm like going to like you. Exactly. Like, even there is yeah. There is nothing I can do that is humanly possible that will get me to like you. There is no <laughs> amount of work we can put into the relationship to make it work. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that happens, man. That happens there. You're not going to love everybody. You're not going to like everybody. You're not going to want to be friends with everybody. You know Exactly. <laughs> the world's not all peace and love. Sometimes there's a little bit of hate and resentment. That is for sure. Especially and, nowadays. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Internationally. Locally. <laughs> you mainly that. internationally. you got to learn that. you got to yeah. learn that. And preferably, like all these things, you got to learn at a younger age. You know, yeah. For you younger viewers, please. Yeah. yeah you got to grow up knowing this. Not yeah, know I, this, then... Or you got to know this, then grow up, not grow up, then know it. You know? Like, exactly. I, I feel... I really feel bad for those people that are still stuck in the mindset that, like, you know... You have to be nice to everybody. You have mm-hmm. to include everybody. Because as, as much as I hate to say it, we're not in middle school anymore. We're not in elementary school. Yeah. Not everybody has to be playing tag. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's some you people you can kick out. out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there are some people you can kick out. I, I wish younger me knew that, you know? Like, like fuck. I yeah. could have cut off so many friendships so much sooner if I'd known that at a younger age. Like, if I was in high school and I'd known that. You know, mm-hmm. I could have avoided so much trauma, so much heartbreak just by saying, fuck off. If I knew that now, I'd be like a machete in a jungle. I'd just be fucked. Exactly. <laughs> left so, and right, left so and right. what's some advice going off of that? What's some advice that you could, that you would want to give to a younger Devin? Ooh. A younger me. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that I could tell a younger me is... So this is not just relationship advice, not just like... This is for friendships, for acquaintanceships, for relationships, everything. The biggest thing that I can say, because I didn't learn this till recently. If you're not getting what you put in, leave. Leave. 
It's not worth it. It's only going to drain you. You're going to feel like shit. You're going to get to a point where you feel as though you're doing so much for somebody and they have no feeling for you in return. Mm-hmm. And it's not worth it. You start to feel worthless. You start to feel like your time's not worth anything. These people just make you feel genuinely bad. Yeah. And it's not worth it. Just cut them out. It's okay yeah. to cut people out of your life. It really is. Because you live like you live your life. I say this to all my friends all the time. You live your life for you and for nobody the fuck else. Exactly. So if somebody's bringing you down, why fucking keep them in it? Mm. Why keep them in your life? There's no point. It's just going to make your life shit. You're going to be miserable every fucking day. Because you know I got this one motherfucker who's telling you to do this and you don't want to do it. You know, he's dragging you places you don't want to go. All this type of shit. Cut them the fuck out. Mm -hmm. See you later. You don't need them there. (laughs) You know, you don't need them there. (laughs) If it's just going to drag it down, like there's people that... In the relatively short amount of time that the three of us have been in the same friend group, we've had some people come and go <laughs> that, that, that we, you know, we, we didn't need. And yep. we yep. are of the mindset, and we, we know now at this point in our lives that we didn't need them. And we said, Saya fucking Nara, goodbye. <laughs> you know? Yep. Peace. You know, it's straight up with people. Because yeah. at this point, you know, we're adults. We're all grown up. We aren't going to have the same classes with them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We don't. Yeah, we are going to see them on the playground. Even if, even if we were to, for some reason, you know, like some of these people I I work with, you know, and it's like mm. you can still say no. Like I don't want you to, you know, or you can just stop inviting them to hang out. You can you can say we're not inviting you anymore because we're adults. Yeah, and ultimately you should be able to have an adult conversation with somebody who's your age, mm-hmm. and it's those narcissistic cocksucking assholes that can't keep up with that. And those yeah. people, you cut the fuck out. See you later. No reason for you to be here. Well, you bring the group down. You make us sad. You make us angry at you. You make us depressed. You fuck you. You're gone. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Simple as that. Another uh, great piece of life advice. I know I already brought up my grandfather once, but uh, another thing he told me was, if you live your life for other people, you're no longer living your own life. Yeah. And that was that was the point for me where I realized that I have to do things for myself. I can't always live for other people. Yeah. yeah. There's no point. You, you, you're not living their lives. You're living your own life. So, you yeah. know, why fucking cater to other people? Mm-hmm. You got to do what's best for you. And granted, you have to make sure that you're not treating people like shit. Yeah, no, I'm not saying but, that. I'm just saying... Yeah, I know you're not saying that in general. You know, Don't you always just... feel like you have to live up to others' expectations. Yeah. The only one you have to impress is yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And the girl you want to be with. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> or the guy you want to be with. You or know, the, guy or you the want person to be you want to be with. You know? All-inclusive yeah. here, you know, do yeah. what you want. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. So, I mean, you've mentioned your grandfather a couple of times. I'm assuming he's had a large impact on your life. Yeah, so, you know... With having my dad out of the picture and not really having him around, I lived with my mother and my grandfather for the first six years of my life, Mm -hmm. and he was a big father figure for me. Uh, Even now, growing up, you know, if I have an issue, he's one of the first people I go to because I know that no matter what I bring to him, it's between me and him. It's Mm -hmm. not an issue that has to go to the family. It's not an issue that has to go to my mother or my my stepfather, anything like that. It's always something that's just between me and him. And he's somebody that consistently gives me amazing advice. Mm. Almost everything he's ever told me, I have taken to heart. Yeah. I mean, the two quotes that you've told us already are massive, Mm -hmm. huge. He's the only person in my life. uh, When I was younger, I used to play baseball. 
he would bring me early to practice. We would play catch, we would get warmed up, and then after practice was done, we'd stay another hour, play catch, and just talk. Yeah. He was the only person I could have those conversations with. Mm-hmm. Because I felt as though he wasn't judging me for anything I said. He mm-hmm. took everything I said at face value, and he responded with it as though I was an adult. I might have been 12 or 13 years old, but he still treated me like I was a grown-up. Yeah. He didn't treat like my problems were little things. They were problems, and they needed to be solved. Mm-hmm. Not a childhood issue. Yeah. Yeah, man. Everybody who's, I mean, unfortunately, there are some people who who haven't had great experiences with their grandfathers or who haven't had grandfathers, period. But everybody who's got a grandfather, I feel like for the most part, you know, has had a really, really good relationship with them because they've they've got so much, you know, or grandmothers as well. You know, there's so much wisdom to pass down from generations past. Oh, absolutely. Because like like we were saying earlier, you know, you respect these. Robert De Niro types, you know, in these mobster movies, because they have this old mindset of the way things used to be. And mm-hmm. granted, so many things have changed in the, in the world, but that doesn't mean that the way people treat each other and the way people carry themselves, it doesn't mean that those things have to change. Yeah, Exactly. I mean, there's a lot of things that have changed over the years, but some of them I wish had changed, had stayed the same. Oh, yeah. And a big one for me was, you know, kind of treating people with respect. And a big thing for me is a lot of people nowadays think that they're so much better than everyone else around them. When I'm sorry if you're one of those people, but realistically, you're not. You're just not. <laughs> you you can tell me you are till you're blue in the face, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to believe you until you show it to me. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this there is there is just un, like it's, honestly it seems like there's an unlimited amount of wisdom to be passed down from that's generations sure. past. Man. There is like yeah, my that's... my grandfather. You've met my grandfather, my papa. One of the most amazing men I've ever met. He was in South Carolina. He was great. He's the one of the funniest guys I've ever met. I get almost every single bit of my humor from him. He's he... very Italian. He passed it all down to me. I love him more than. I love him so dearly. Uh, you like I can't even explain it in words, you know, as any good love should be, you know. And and this man has like anybody else made some mistakes. You know, he's made some mistakes in his life and unfortunately for him, some people have not yet forgiven him for those things. And I think that ultimately what I have learned in my life, one of the biggest lessons that I have learned is that forgiveness is the most important thing to share with people is it's forgiveness is something that you have to you really have to learn to forgive people and the worst yeah. people for the worst things that have happened to you the things that that you're like god i could never forgive this person you have to be able to forgive them yeah you know you have to you have to move on from the past you got to get out of your own mindset you know what mm, i'm saying i do that's can't like, let them live in your head. Yeah. You've got to be able to least. forgive and forget yeah. anybody. So I pulled out my phone real quick because I, I, I wrote this down not too long ago. It was a quote that I read mm. that I found very nice. It was about forgiveness. And it was, we forgive others not because they deserve it, but because we deserve peace. And I think that there's a lot of people in our lives that we hold resentment against. And they're still a part of our lives because we resent them. Mm. I think if we just forgive those people for the mistakes that they made, we'll become a better person for it. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody should be a part of your life because you resent them. Exactly. Because if you resent somebody, 
you know, it, it's like you were saying, you know, you, you cut people out of your life if they're if they're truly not worthy of it. But but at the same time, I guess a rebuttal to that is that forgiveness trumps, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion. I'm not speaking for anybody else whatsoever, but forgiveness trumps all things. I've forgiven some people who have done, and I know this, have done some terrible things to me, you know, have done so wrong by me. I have forgiven them. Because that's what matters. You have to be able to, in, in, in most situations, be the bigger person. Yeah. Somebody could have done something absolutely terrible to you. And forgiving them, not only will it make the situation better, but you will feel better about it, ultimately. Yeah. You know, there's no... <laughs> there is almost no greater feeling than squashing your beef with somebody, you know, mm -hmm. than than making things right mm -hmm. That's for even sure. if it goes poorly and you squash beef with somebody you get to that point where it's like what you did to me no longer has a hold on me you're mm -hmm. no longer a part of my life i don't give you the time of day i don't have to think about you i don't have to remember you you mean nothing yeah i've forgiven you for what you've done okay. because i know that you're that's who you are and you're not going to change yeah or even that even i've forgiven you because i know that you're not that person Exactly. And you just made a mistake because you're human and everybody makes mistakes and you have to move the fuck on, on. with your life, man. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll, like you said, you'll hold on to that resentment forever and they'll be a part of your life because you hate them. Yeah. And that's no reason for somebody to be a part of your life. You have to move on. You have to forgive the worst people who've done the worst by you because... Because, honestly, that's the best way. I feel like that's... I have, like I said, I've gone through a lot of that type of stuff. And, and that's part of what has, I guess, I, in my opinion, I think helped me grow the most, you know, is being able to forgive these people that I, I truly hated, you know, and who truly fucked me over. You know, being able to forgive, forget, say, look, it's in the past. I'm over it. Let's move on together. You know, let's make things right. Yeah. Let's bring things back to the way that they were because that's more important to me than holding on to this hatred. And not enough people have that mindset today. I don't think so, at least. No. I don't think... I really... And, and, and that goes back to the way that things were. You know, how we were saying that we wish some things hadn't changed. You know, I feel like... Well, honestly, I feel like that's more a thing that has, has, has come to light recently. You know, forgiveness. Yeah, it really because, is. Yeah. Because people used to be very close-minded about a lot of things. Yeah. Even just the things that have been <laughs> the things that have been legalized recently, you know, like yes. from, from so gay marriage that, to yeah. marijuana, you yeah. know, like yep. the fact that those things were illegal before boggles my mind. Yeah. Love is love. Weed is weed. Grow up. Move on. <laughs> See, weed, weed, weed is one thing for me. Like, I understand why at one point it was legal. Because it was considered, like, a, a bad thing at one time. A gateway drug. Exactly, exactly, exactly. But <laughs> at the same time, it truly boggles my mind that somebody sat down and was like, there is no way we are going to allow a man and a man or a woman and a woman to be married. Why does it matter? Yeah. If it has no effect on your life specifically, why do you care? Mm -hmm. It's not your life. It's yeah. not your desire. It's not your passion. It's not your thing. I'm not asking you to go out and have, you know, sex with the same gender as whatever you are. I'm just, I'm asking you to accept the fact that somebody feels that way and it's not your place to tell them they're wrong. 
And that's why I'm I'm saying I think that that, that that's more a thing that's come to light recently. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, you know, I I have grandparents who are very very close-minded individuals, you know, who are very set in their ways, the way that things used to be is how they only should be. You know, and that comes a lot in part with religion as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Religion is a large part of that. And and personally, that's something that that I've stayed away from for the most part because I don't... I've seen the way that religion affects people's mindsets and I so much do not want to have that mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to hate people. And but 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 something that I have taken away from religion because my family is predominantly Christian is the forgiveness aspect. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's something that I agree with from that. You See, know? in my mindset, there religion in general, whether it be Christianity, whether it be Catholic, whether it be whatever you know that is, um, I think there's a lot of good points you can pull away from those. But there's also some things you should. I don't want to say ignore. But there are some things that I feel are a little too... I don't want to say prejudice, but like too... Oh, no, they're prejudiced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are most certainly prejudiced. Yeah. <laughs> they are I'm most like, certainly prejudiced. <laughs> I, just felt, I felt as though that wasn't the right word because I didn't want to offend no, anybody. I mean, but there are. They're, honestly, they're very prejudiced. We, ultimately, this podcast is for us to, uh, to um, explore our own opinions. And I think that that is a very valid opinion to have. Yeah. So religion has is heavily involved with prejudice yeah. and ignorance and closed-mindedness, you know. And, and I have nothing against any religion whatsoever. Exactly, yeah. But I, 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 or I have nothing against people wanting to pursue that. Exactly. I do have some things against certain religions, you know. But yeah. but it is what it is. And, and ultimately, you, you, you love everybody the same, no mm-hmm. matter what they, no matter who they love and no matter what they practice, you know. Mm-hmm. So what does it matter? Like you said, if it doesn't affect me, why should I have any say? Exactly. You know. If it's if it's not something I want to do, why can I tell somebody they can't? Yeah, it's like it's I'm like not... I heard the other day there were there was, someone was talking to me about abortion laws, and they were like, it, it was it was a girl that was telling me about it, and 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 I appreciate that because as a man, I don't think I really have much say in that. You know. Oh yeah, I, I always feel very awkward in those conversations because yeah, like too. it's uh, ultimately it's like it's not something that I will have to ever deal with, so I don't yeah. feel yeah. like it's something and, I should make a law. And she was mm-hmm. saying the fact that all these men are making all these decisions for women, it's it's kind of fucked up, you know. It's like it's like I personally am straight, so I'm not going to make decisions for gay people or or, or any other exactly, you know, way yeah. that you can you know love someone you know and i'm not going to make any decisions for for women you know i'm not going to do any of those things i, I will make you know it, it's 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 like if why why care if it doesn't involve you or why maybe not why care but why why want to change it you know yeah. if if for the worse what change it for the better all that you want you know include everybody you know but but there's no reason to hurt anybody who hasn't done any wrong by you. you know. mm-hmm. But, at any rate, we have one question left Ooh. for you, my friend, Devin. All right, we let's get it going. We have one question left, and I feel as though it's a good question to leave this off on. Mm. What do you want to be remembered for? To be remembered, like, as a whole? When you die... When you're very old. And granted, this is a decision you're making now. You're very young. It might change when you grow. But as of right now, what's something that you want to be or will want to be remembered for, you know, when you pass? I think something that I would want to be remembered for is (coughs) I want to be the person 
almost uh, almost like my grandfather. I want to be the person that you could always go to with an issue and they didn't make it feel small. Mm. I want to be the person that somebody could go to and feel as though they could get actual life advice, no matter what the issue was, no matter how big or how small it was, that I always they always felt as though I cared. Because mm-hmm. that's something like a lot of my major role models that growing up in life, that's what I remember most about them, and that's what I want, remember, want people to remember most about me. That's a good answer. Like a, ca- a very caring person, a very uh, empathetic person. Exactly, yeah. That's, that's a great answer. I love that. Chris. Mm. You're throwing it on me yeah, now. Yeah, what do you want to be remembered for? My oh my, how the tables have turned. Well, tables have turned. turned. <laughs> Shut up. My oh my, how the turntables. <laughs> Man, that's a great one. Um, I feel empathy is huge as well. I don't want to jack your answer, but... No, oh, it's fine. You can just... You can just say I copy Devin. That's fine. Uh, yeah, copy and paste. But <laughs> no, um, I wanna. I guess sort of like I wanna be the one to sort of empower people to choose the decision they wanna choose. Like if someone's thinking, I like to do this a lot. Actually, not really, but I mean, I, I when the when the situation comes, I like to do it. Like if someone wants to approach a girl and talk to her, and I like to be the guy to kind of. Gas him up, hype him up, yeah. give him that. The wingman. Come on, yeah. you got this. The like, ultimate hype man. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody yeah. needs one. Everyone's like, got wanna... that one friend you can go to that makes you feel like you can, you can conquer the world. Sure. Chris has been that for me, just with the job, even just the job situation. Yeah. Chris having helped me found the, the job that I love now. You know, he pushed me there. He pushed me there. Love's kind of a stretch for me, at least, but. I, it's a bit I, of a stressor. I, I, I love my job, but it, it stresses me out sometimes. It's, it's oh, yeah. day to day. I'm For like, sure. oh, Jesus, I can't wait to go home. We're like, oh, <laughs> hey, just what's because going you, on? Just because you love something doesn't mean you always like it. Yeah. yeah that's, Ooh, damn. that's a quote. Fuck. That is a fucking <laughs> quote. We are at 148.15. <laughs> Someone quote that, please. <laughs> Jeez, man. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I love it. It stresses me out, but I think the reason I love the job is because it, 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 it makes me feel more like an adult, you know. Yeah. It's really corny, but yeah, no, I'm only 20 years old. Sure. I like anything that I can grasp onto to make me feel older. I kind of like it. Yeah, know? me too. It makes me feel more mature. Oh, I feel so young. I'm not even. I'm only, like a, like, only a, only a couple months younger than you guys. But. Stuff. I feel like your job is much more important than mine. I mean, saving lives, man. Yeah, dude. Literally. Yeah, don't don't sell yourself short. No. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, I feel like, I mean, I like my job. I do, and I get that it's important. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's 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 always somebody that does more than I do. So even it's if not I me. even if I leave, there's somebody else that's gonna take my place. Well, sure, same I'm here. not too worried about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, working at the hospital, make... you got like all the doctors there who are like physically saving lives every almost every day you know? yeah like, I, I imagine how that may feel yeah it's like work i might i might have just talked that kid off a ledge but you know this guy gave me with a bullet hole in his chest and he's <laughs> breathing right now <laughs> so what did i do it's like when they're going past you in the hallway you're like i've hurt your eyes like oh well, this kid just went into like cardiac arrest and died for two minutes but they brought him back yeah <laughs> i'm like man i really feel good about that kid telling him not to be sad today <laughs> No, oh, I mean, I, I definitely think that what I do is good, but yeah. I, I also appreciate the fact that no matter what good I do, I know there's always somebody more doing more. 
there's somebody doing more. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice peaceful thought. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like all the pressure's on me. Exactly. You're contributing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm a part of the team. Exactly. Yeah. A team of do-gooders, if Mm. you will. And it, it also helps because it makes me feel as though, not so much if I slack off, but like... If I fall behind on something, mm-hmm. it's not solely my fault. There's Someone always somebody there that can pick me up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or pick up where I left off. Yeah. So, if I fuck up once and again, it's not the end of the world. Not the end of the world at all. No. Mistakes, man. <laughs> Make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody Every makes mistakes. They're only man. true mistakes if you don't learn anything from them. Exactly. Exactly. Well... On that note, I mean, that wraps up all the questions I've got. So, yeah. Do you have anything for us? No, yeah, any questions you want to ask around, us? Do a little flip-flop. A little oh, wow, you guys had fucking days to make up questions. Give me, here. Give me well, 13 here, seconds. Here. <laughs> I've had a thought. I'm going to pass the laptop to you. Oh, we've got me. a list of questions, and you can choose one, only one, to ask each of us individually. So you pick one question for Chris and one question for me. These are all questions Ooh, we've already yeah. asked. And you can choose these for each of us individually, like I said, and ask them. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Um, give me a second. Oh, Chris, actually, this is a, this is a good question for you because I always wonder... Like, oh, Jesus. I, <laughs> oh, well, God. Me and Johnny have watched a lot of movies, but, you know... We haven't seen everything, oh, so I always wonder. Movie, I? Yeah, what's your favorite movie? That, uh, but you know what? Real quick, that's real a quick. Let's up? do two questions each. Two, two questions, questions. Two each. questions. Ah, each. Two ah questions look at me! Each. Look at me taking over the podcast. There you go. <laughs> oh, so, oh, Devin commandeered. He commandeered <laughs> the mic. Now it's one mook in the mic. Oh, jeez, <laughs> oh, oh. buddy. Oh man. Oh, yoinkers. <laughs> 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 I love how much your laugh has just devolved into a Joker laugh. Like, even your regular laugh. <laughs> Shit. It's just... It's the cigarettes making me easy. Holy shit. Anyway. Getting back to it. Oh, favorite man. movie, Chrissy. What My favorite about? movie... Uh, would have to be Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Oh, amen. Fist bump for that, man. That's... Amen. I gotta get you on that one. That was, that's a good choice. That's that one's choice. one of my favorites. It Why just, is it your favorite? such a psychological... Because I... Uh, horror movies and me don't really go hand in hand. Because I'm the one to hide under the covers and scream when the fucking dude jumps out of you. I'll, I'll admit it. I don't give a shit. But <laughs> with The Shining, it makes you think. And it keeps you up at night. And you're it's like, a mind wow. This, it's not just a scary movie. It's a mind This fuck. could be real. Like, yeah. Wow. Because like, when you watch the other movies, fucking ghouls and goblins coming out of your closet and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, wow, they're scary. Oh, wow, maybe I'll check the closet before I go to bed. But like this one, he Jeff just goes crazy because he's alone. Yeah. And he's writing his book and then his wife comes down. It's just... The same thing over and over, and she's like, "All work and no play makes yeah. Jack a dull boy." Yeah. Ooh, and it man. just makes. And then she grabs a baseball bat. She's changed her. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's <laughs> gone. And I would do the same thing, man. 
He's like, I'm not gonna hurt you. <laughs> Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> but yeah, what that movie is incredible. Movie. I've seen that movie countless times. It's Amen to that, man. So good. Okay, so my next question, I gotta ask you, because for those of you who don't know, those of you who listen to the podcast, Chris has one of my favorite, favorite like types of music it, it's, it all sounds like it's unreleased it sounds very like like when I think of music that Chris listens to it's very specific it has a very specific vibe that it hits every time there you go fail. Okay. This, I'll take just that spread your ass yeah. open and blew a whole cloud right yeah, up yeah, there yeah. man <laughs> I will I'm, I'm down to the max and I don't care because it's all true it's all true what is like who's somebody that you've been listening to very frequently. Very frequently. Fuck. And don't say yeet. I'm <laughs> fucking kill you, you motherfucking piece of shit. <laughs> I don't know. I've been listening to... For a while now, but recently too. Because you told me <clears throat> also that you were listening to him. And then I went back and listened to him as well. Isaiah Rashad. Oh. The Sun's Tirade is one of my favorite albums oh, of yeah. all time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. Park is one of my favorites from that. And uh, Four Ard Squaw, I think. Whatever the fuck. And the one with Kendrick. That one's really good, too. See, that's what I mean. Chris is. That's from his uh, uh, is it 2015 or 2016 album. That was a very good album. The one, the one with uh, Jonas Squaw, them. I think it yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. The Sun's Tirade. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Incredible album. Yeah, I, I have to say that both you and Johnny are two of the only people that I know that I will genuinely say I like about 95% of all the music you show me. Holy shit. I will take that compliment and run with it. My ego is <laughs> on the fucking roof now. I, Thank you, <laughs> both of you show me some very, it's very <laughs> different music. Like, what you show me is very different from what Johnny shows me, mm. but I enjoy it just as much. Damn. Mm. I'll take it. Thank you, buddy. Well, I appreciate the compliment as well. Shit, man. Yeah. All right. And then I got two questions for John. Do <laughs> yeah, they have two questions question? on me or up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you want the same two questions or different ones? No, different ones each. Different, different ones, ones each. Got it, got it. Different ones each, yeah. All right. Um, Plenty there to choose from. Let's go with... All right. <laughs> Oh, I like this one. What is something about you that you feel most people misunderstand? Well, um... Well, to be honest with you, a lot of my... With a lot of my friends and... and A lot of my friends and family come to me with, um... Their issues, you know, their problems, and... Some of them don't, but I always tell everybody that I surround myself with, because I only surround myself with people I, I, you know, I give a shit about, and I always tell them that I'm always there for them no matter what, you know, and no matter what, I, I don't say that lightly, I mean that, you know, and I feel like most people don't actually, because like you were saying, fake people that say, oh, I'm always here for you no matter what, you know, come to me, talk to me, you know, and half fuck the time them. they don't fucking mean it, it's bullshit. Mm. You know, just be honest. But I, I really, I think that I, I personally, I think that I really mean it. You know, you know, I, I, I encourage people to come to me with their issues. Mm-hmm. I like to not hear about it, but I like to try to help them through it as much as I can because that's something that I didn't have when I was younger. I didn't have somebody to always talk to about all my problems. You know, and I think that you're trying to pass that on is a good thing. So I think that ultimately, I think people 
don't understand that I mean what I say when I say that. Mm-hmm. So that's how I would answer that. All right. And then kind of a very similar question, um, mostly because I really liked when you asked this me, me this question because I thought it was a great question. Absolutely perfect. What do you want to be most remembered for? Oh, <laughs> I thought that was a great question. You hit, me, you hit me with that, and I was like, you can't. That was deep. That was a good response that you did, too. You fucking flip-flopped that. I, I thought you were going to be thinking for a little bit. But no, I, I was surprised myself how quickly yeah, I came up with that answer. Boom. I was like, Just like boom, that. I got this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't, to be honest, man, I, it's kind of similar to your answer, and I'm not trying to copy and paste you, but copy going off of the answer that I just gave... Control-C. Going off the answer that I just gave, that I want people to know that I'm actually there for them, I want to be remembered as the friend that actually, you know, gave a shit and mm. sat there into the wee hours of the morning talking to somebody about their problems and helping them through it. You know, when someone's so sad and so down with themselves that they mm. don't know what to do, I want them to remember, like, like when I, when I, you know eventually die or whatever you know or if i for some reason am removed from this person's life i want them to remember that that i was there and that i was maybe the one or one of the few people that cared enough to actually listen you know because i feel like i feel like i do that with a lot of my friends like i said i try to do it with all of my friends but some people aren't comfortable talking about their problems but for those that are you know i like to listen I, that's one of the most important lessons that I learned in my life as well is forgiveness and 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 to be able to shut up and listen, mm-hmm. you know. Because again, that's something that I didn't have. So being able to kind of put that to use, and because I I saw a quote. I know you pulled up on your phone a quote earlier. I've I've saw a quote once that it was, um, "Be the person that," or it was something like, "Be the person that you." be the person for other people that you didn't have or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know what yeah, you're talking about. You know yeah, that yeah. quote. I've said be, it before. Be the person correctly. you wish you had. Be the person you wish that you had there for you, some sort of thing. Like yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And I think that I actively try to be that for so many people and I want to succeed there and I want to be remembered for that. And that's that's amazing. As you should, yeah. That's, that's perfect. I and think I, you're going down that path. Exactly. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I think <laughs> as much as our answers were very similar, I think after spending 6 years together and spending, yeah. like <laughs> having months at a time where we spent almost every day doing with each other, like it comes to the point where we're starting to become the same person. Yeah. I mean, it happens all the time where we say the same exact thing at the same time or we're thinking the same thing at the same time. Like we finish each other's sentences and all that stupid shit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, of course our answers are going to be the same. We grew up the same way. The most important parts of our lives were, as, as with most people, are through high school. I grew, that's when you grow up the most, you know. Yeah. And we did that together. Exactly. So, of course, we're going to have the same outlook. So. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Hey, fucking men, man. Hey, yeah. man. What a good episode that what was. What a We went deep. What a great yeah. episode. That, Devin, did, that did not feel like two hours. Devin, thank you yeah, for coming thank on. Thank you for coming on. It was I absolutely enjoyed it. That Anytime awesome. you guys want me back, let me know. For I'll sure. show up. Great chatting with you. I think next time we'll... Um, We'll we'll chirp with you. Yeah, yeah. we'll do a chirping on Devin. Chat some shit, Chats not scripted. You know, scripted. I think what we're gonna do ultimately, Chris, with this podcast, like Chris mm. and I have spoken about this before, is we're gonna have 
some episodes where we just chat shit, you know, those will be unscripted. And those will some, be the chirping ones. Yeah, chirping, as the yep. first one was released, chirping with Quinny. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do those as well as um, Into the Mind of this person. So this mm-hmm. episode will be the first one as of right now that we've recorded into the mind of Devin, you know, bringing him on the podcast, making mm-hmm. sure all our viewers, our listeners know him for when he returns because he's going to. No, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thank you for, for being our first yeah. guest in this regard, you know, it was great having I, you. It's an honor. Great having you. And we will see you all. Uh, we'll, we'll speak to you all, I guess, uh, probably next week, huh? No, Shit. yeah. We'll see. Keep them yeah. coming. I'll no. keep listening. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. It's been real. Peace. 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 Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.